Hello, you're listening to the Florida Woman Podcast. Listeners, before we start today, I have to make a very grave, very sad announcement. Today's episode of the Florida Woman Podcast is dedicated to a true leader in thought, an artistic legend, and a Florida man through and through who is no longer with us. He has ascended to the great Tampa Bay Mall in the sky. (laughs) I speak, of course... Of young Aaron Carter, who passed away this week at the the ripe old age of 35. 34. 34, excuse me. And who, if I, I, I'm seriously not making fun of his death, because <laughs> we can only guess what happened to that poor motherfucker. Yeah. He probably exploded his heart with meth or something. Yeah. Uh, death of despair. Um but we give we give a full 21 gun salute to Aaron Carter who spent his life as erratically chaotically and notoriably absolutely surprisingly as he possibly could yeah he is a son of Tampa Bay and always will be a florida man a florida man forever rest in power rest in power he's up there with harambe now <laughs> No, for real though, could could there be a more Florida Florida man than Aaron Carter? I don't think so. I mean, he checks all my boxes. He took being a Florida man to the international stage. I, I mean, know. he was like a he was like a trashy kid, like a skinny <laughs> like white bread fucking Florida cracker kid who yeah. made it to the very top of the big leagues and then burned out brightly right in real front quick. of everybody. Yeah. And maintain, maintained to his death that Lou Pearlman never touched him. I know till his death. He like uh, like his fellow uh, his fellow musicians in NSYNC in the Backstreet Boys was Including a protege. His brother, who was in the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Nick, Nick Carter. Carter, who is on the straight and narrow. He found God, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. Christian now. He married a Christ, nice Christian lady. They live in Las Vegas. They, they live have in Las Vegas. Bunch of kid, bunch of blondie kids. Yeah, there you go. Two possible paths that could have taken. Nick is still doing... Uh, I have one bad thing and only one bad thing to say about Nick. What's he doing? Uh, he's still doing his hair the same way. <laughs> well, okay, no. not the same way as Backstreet Boys, which actually, ironically, would be sort of in fashion uh-huh. now because it's kind of a throwback. But he's doing just maybe five years post-Backstreet. He never uh-huh. changed. And that was kind of a weird time for male hair he's doing that uh the swoop like um okay not the bieber swoop but you you have really tight sides uh-huh. and you gel a swoop so it's very crispy and crusty oh, you gel geez. a swoop either right in the front oh going man. up or uh totally back but but the pompadour is is high it's almost like snooky it's almost like you know, Jersey Shore, Jersey like Shore the, vibes. That like un- what do they call it? The Bloom and Onion hairstyle they all had back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's sort of still doing that. It's very bad. Um, I wish um, you know he could evolve a little, but you know who he looks like? Who? Um, he looks like another Florida legend, uh, Bello the Clown. <laughs> Bello not from yeah from uh, uh, Ringling's Barnum and Bailey's whatever fucking circus. Yeah, yeah, the famous Knocked family actually, right? Knock, I believe Knock. it's called. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're a bunch of like uh, people. They're an entire family who have spent their lives flipping upside down <laughs> yeah. and like. Going woo for people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a similar haircut, 
except for Bello is a clown. Yes, exactly. So I'm saying that he looks like a clown. For laughs. Yeah, yes. he looks like a clown. He looks like a fucking yeah. clown. It's Other than bad. that, he seems to be doing great, honestly. Oh, jeez. It's it looks so terrible though. It's it's His hair looks severe. Yeah. Well, it's all your hair can't do that naturally. So that is just like he pounds, must have stock in, in gel. gel. Like uh-huh. he's invested in got to be. He's got the uh he's got molding clay. Pounds and pounds of molding clay in his fucking head. Um but what I was saying before was that he and his younger brother and the entire uh, cast and crew of the uh, the in sync Lou Pearlman universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, they were all proteges of Lou Pearlman, who mm-hmm. was this creepy fucking fat guy who farmed kids out of uh, Southwest Florida and turned them into turned them into superstars and didn't pay him any money. Mm-mm. We have a whole episode about it. You should go listen to that one if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah, and. And Aaron was, I think, very young, right? Because Nick was, Nick was the youngest member of Backstreet when it started. Yeah, and I think Aaron that was he his was younger 13, brother. And Aaron's the younger brother. I think he may have started his music career when he was like nine or ten. Yeah, something really, really young. I think yeah. I Want Candy. It came out in uh, the year two thousand, mm-hmm. and Aaron Carter was born in the year. 1987. Yeah. So he went from, he was about 12 years old when mm. I Want Candy, 12 and a half. Took off. Took off. Yeah. yeah. He became an international superstar. Yeah. And the other thing you got to know about Lou Pearlman is that apparently he was diddling all the kids too. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't just, uh, he wasn't just farming them for money. It was also for pleasure. Uh, yeah. But Aaron maintains that uh, Lou never did shit to him. And his reasoning, Kelsey Ann, do you remember? Yeah. His reasoning is sound. Um, it mm-hmm. is that how could a man who taught him how to do diamond push-ups to to enlarge his chest, mm-hmm. how could that man possibly be a pedophile? Right, exactly. That's a it's a great question. I you think know? yeah, it's a brave question. Yeah, it's a brave um, question. Now here's something sad about the whole Carter family, though. Did you do did tell. you know that their sister Leslie also died from a drug overdose? No, I didn't. Yeah. So he's got the he's got the jeans, huh? Yeah, bad bad jeans. Yeah, bad jeans. Bad Tampa jeans. Yeah, bad <sighs> jeans. Lou Pearlman probably got into his jeans. Yeah. And then it turned out like that. Well, I think in this family, it's find God or bust. Honestly, yeah, I think that's probably yeah. it. These and are exactly the types of people that New Age Christianity is for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And should be for. Yeah, it should be. Uh, for. Yeah. Like they need it because otherwise it. they're gonna flame out and yeah. fucking die. Um. And you I need also to get like, corny ass haircuts and have nine children. We joke, but like I actually don't want to disparage his his legacy. I mean, I do feel bad. No, Aaron um, Carter. He didn't like, ask for this, you know. Fuck no, and he spent the last decade like slowly getting skinnier and skinnier and like you know more and more tweaked out. I feel bad for the dude. I do too. Yeah. Um. Did you know that he had an OnlyFans account with his wife? I did know this. We yeah. talked about this, I think, yeah. a couple of episodes ago. But he had he had just started. And OnlyFans with his wife. Yeah. Which is crazy. He has a, a infant son. Yeah. Um, his wife's also very strange. She yeah. can't be seen without a filter, like without one oh, of those like butterfly those, huh? filters or like yeah. the sparkly ones. And just more plastic surgery than I've ever seen. Bad plastic surgery too. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I don't think that they're wealthy. Right, right. So, I think that the money probably dried up. Yeah, at, I mean, he get rich at age fifteen, or was he was he even paid? Because oh, the whole yeah, Luke Perlman thing was that he would make them he would make them uh, 
tour around the world and put them up in hotels and, you know, give them all this free food and like private planes and stuff. But then he would deduct that from the amount that (laughs) the record company was paying them, which would wind them up with like, you know, they do an entire year's worth of work and they'd wind up with like $10,000 or something like that. I think this has something to do way less than minimum wage with the child labor laws in Florida because they were doing the same thing with the kids on all that and Keenan and Kel at Nickelodeon. Right, that's right. Yeah, they, they were, were like, like, ooh, so you're going to get this nice apartment. It's right next to the studio uh, so you can walk to work. Like, we're going to get you sneakers. We're going to get you, you know, whatever. Yeah, and all that money just got garnished out yeah. of their paycheck and went straight back to Nickelodeon. Oh, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible. One more thing about so Aaron Carter. if he oh. ever had any money at all, I was going to say, it probably yeah. dried up around age 17. You know what sure. I'm saying? So he was, he, I don't know what he was doing. I don't Roofing. Know I don't know. I honestly Freaking don't. Landscaping. Who knows? Out um, in Los Angeles. So he was estranged from Nick at the time of his death. Yeah. Um, and for, I think, a few years prior because he started to make homicidal threats to Nick's wife and child, right? Yeah, he did. He did a bit yeah. of that. He yeah, a bit of, uh, I fantasize about killing your kids and your wife and mm-hmm. all that. So I he think he should be that. estranged, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a just a cause for order. estrangement, yeah. for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's but sad. One can only uh, one can only hypothesize that that was due to the sheer amount of psychoactive substances that were floating flowing through his bloodstream. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, not good. Did uh, he have a Rihanna perhaps tattoo? understandable? Or did he have a Rihanna tattoo? I, I think this is Aaron Carter that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Please hold. Okay. Yeah. I can confirm. Uh, Aaron Carter had a face tattoo. Of Rihanna's GQ photo shoot mm. uh, that covers a good portion of the right half of his face. Mm. And be honest with you, not very well done. Oh, no. Yeah. It's her Rihanna with Medusa snake hair. Looks like oh, that. It looks very bad. It doesn't bad. even look like Rihanna. If I saw that man, I would never, I w- I would never be Rihanna. like, that's a Rihanna tattoo. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, it's so it just looks up. like Medusa. Uh, out of all the pop stars, though, I mean, I think Rihanna's the best choice. I have to commend Oh, if for you that. were going to get a pop star tattooed, tattooed on, on your body. Tattooed on your face, yeah. Yeah, Rihanna. Well, I mean, a well-done tattoo of Rihanna is a well-done tattoo of a very beautiful woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's gorgeous. So, yeah, yeah of course. I sign off on that completely. Except for... You shouldn't do it on your face. You shouldn't get no. someone else's face on tattooed your face, on yeah. your face. Well, and how do you expect to date anyone Especially, ever I mean, again after that? You're both musicians. That's your peer. <laughs> yeah. You basically yeah. got somebody who might be in your social circles tattooed Tattoo- on yeah. your fucking you face. You might see her at like a red carpet, you know? Yeah, exactly. Should you ever go to one again? Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. Very poor decision making on all ends from Aaron Carter in... One can only uh, postulate that he took the true Florida way out. <laughs> I think he did. Exploded his heart with um, stimulants. Yeah, I think he did. That's my guess. All Which right. is very sad. We we laugh and we jest, but it is very sad. And here's the other thing I was about to say. So we we examine and interrogate on this podcast what makes Florida what it is, but also what are the larger implications of Florida. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice the different effects that different states have on one another with Florida as the nexus. Florida and California are bad partners. <laughs> yes, they are. Nothing ever goes right. No. If you start in Florida and go to California 
or if you go start in California and go to Florida, things are going to be a disaster one way or the other. And I'm <laughs> an including Disney combo. World, Walt oh. Disney, as part of this. Oh, yeah. 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 So Although Florida, never a Florida man. No, no. He, well, no, he doesn't get the title he because get the he's title. a California man who brought his California shit to he's Florida. He's a Missouri man, isn't he? You could say that Mickey Mouse is a Florida man. I could, yeah, I could say. He spent more time in Florida than anywhere else, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I think, Cal- yes, California man to Florida, that's a bad story. Florida man to California, that's also going to end poorly. Similarly, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel like Nevada can enter into this trifecta. I Las don't really Vegas. think good well, things happen. The other one wound up in Las Vegas. Right. And he's fine. And he's fine, you know? you're right, okay. Hey, also, that's a like, New York and Florida have an interesting effect on one another. It's not quite as, like, poisonous as mm-hmm. California, but, like, you know, like, like fucking... Derek Jeter, right, coming right. down and like buying the <laughs> right. the, the Marlins, right? Yeah. Um, there's there's flow back and forth between Miami and New York and Tampa and Los Angeles, you know. But um, you'll notice if you listen to this podcast enough, the sort of strange mathematics that this all, you know, this all uh, winds up to be. Like you'll see one state's effect on Florida or Florida's effect on one state, and you'll begin to notice little patterns. But um, all this is to say, Florida is the thermometer of the United States, Mm -hmm. and that's why we care so much about it. We're interrogating it as a a sort of marker for where the rest of the country will be Yeah, you stick that rectal thermometer right up, you know, right up inside Florida, take that temperature. Well, Uh that's going to be happening in the rest of the country pretty soon. That's exactly it. Florida is the United States' rectal thermometer. Mm-hmm. And the temperature's pretty fucking high down it's there high. lately. It's high. In it's Florida yeah. as of late. No. Yeah. What with the hurricanes mm-hmm. and fucking Ron DeSantis again, his continued reign and his eventual uh, presidential hopes. He's so popular down there. I saw. I saw a uh, map of like the different colors of who voted for who. It's uh-huh. it's mostly. It was mostly red. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. mostly. Well, because who lives in Florida? There's we talk about this all the time, but there's hardly any native Floridians. Yeah. Outside of like you know several small metro areas in so they Miami. So don't give a fuck what happens to the state as long as they get their little tax break. Who cares? That, and who comes down to live in Florida? It's a bunch of fucking retired boomers who are all Republican, like who all went insane on the internet during COVID and <laughs> became QAnon people. Yeah. That, that's literally who lives in Florida. It's people who moved there from elsewhere, and most of them are retirees from the Midwest or from the Northeast who are all fucking Republicans. Yeah. Yeah, you know so who is no wonder Floridian? they love Ron DeSantis so much. Who is? Ron DeSantis. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And me. And you. Uh-huh. Speaking of things that people do in other states, though, that annoys uh-huh. me, Okay, I can't. I think I've reached my boiling point with Illinois because this is this is how it goes down. You're waiting in line, say at a cafe. Uh-huh. Someone you you start to notice a shadow. You you start to feel a presence, almost almost spooky. Mm-hmm. And then and and your instinct it just tells you you, you got to turn and you turn around. Uh-huh. And a woman has been waiting to the side of you for minutes. And is looking at you expectantly. That and bothers the shit out of me. What does she want you to do? Move. Kelsey? She wants me to move so she can pass through. Okay. So to, if you could break this thing down for like perhaps our southern listeners or northeastern listeners. Okay. Or I think people Florida from another country. Uh, operates much like 
East Coast in this way, uh-huh. you say, excuse me, you say, I got to get around you. It's you say, your responsibility to. Hey, you're in my way. You say sure something. You are being the person who is in motion. It's yes. your responsibility to make sure that things stay in motion. Well, if you have to get around someone so badly, yeah, you have to, you have to say. Okay. You've got to get around. So figure it out. And the ethics of that are. The ethics of that are... You that state is, your purpose. Uh, yes. Okay, so... That is a much more moral way to be. You're saying that here in the Midwest, people will stand and look at you until you notice and say, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, let, please let me move out of your way. Yeah, why is it on me? You're the one... I'm, I'm perfectly where I want to be. Yeah. I want to be exactly where I am. Uh-huh. You have somewhere to go. You <laughs> need to move. I don't need to move. So why uh-huh. is it my responsibility to notice you over a period of time in which you are waiting with these sort of pleading <laughs> eyes and, and I have to turn and go and assume, oh, uh, do you, you want to go and like, how, why is that my situation to figure out? That infuriates you. There was this guy walking behind us when we were on a walk last night mm-hmm. and you felt like he wanted to pass us. Yeah. And in New York or in Florida... They would just pass you. They yeah. would just, they would squeeze by. They'd say, excuse me. Yeah. Pardon me. I gotta uh-huh. get through. But this guy just sort of like he was behind was us for a long time. creepily walking behind us a little too close. And it's our responsibility to, oh, well, sir, I'm, you, I'm going to step out of the way. You might need to get by, <laughs> perhaps. Uh-huh. Insane. Do you want to know what that is? Yes. It's the, so the idea is that you don't want to be a burden on other people. And you become a burden. You made a, you made yourself a burden to me. The Midwest. You burdened me. Has made themselves a burden by not wanting to be a burden. Yes. Right. But they also have an expectation that you don't want to be a burden on other people. So I, that you're constantly being hypervigilant to no. see in which way you may be treading on someone's, uh, you know, comfort. Never. I'm never going to think like that. (laughs) I can't think about you that much. I don't know you. I know that. I married you. (laughs) I cannot. And frankly, I fucking feel the same way because I, we're here because of circumstances that we can't necessarily control. But the minute we can, we're going straight back to the East Coast where we belong. Much more comfortable. But it just is so funny to me. Like, I have a much more intuitive sense of these things, I feel, because I grew up here. So I know these people and I know what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is very annoying, but I can, like, spot it maybe quicker than you can. (laughs) Definitely. Because you just stand there and then turn around and then, like, get fucking angry at these people. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of, like, you haven't got with it yet. You haven't developed the sense that will keep you from getting in fights with these random strangers. Yeah, I keep getting in fights with people. And it's it's funny because you act completely polite to them, but then you turn around and you go like, I'm in a fight with that one. <laughs> that goddamn bitch. Well, I, I wasn't to that one lady at the cafe. Oh, yeah. That no, nice she white was... coat that I almost got over my anger to say, excuse me, where did you get that coat? That is so beautiful. Yeah, right. Um, no, she. I turned around. Oh, and she just hit me right in a nerve. She was way too much. <laughs> she was way too much. And I was like, what do you need? <laughs> and she was like, I, I need to get... And I was like, oh. She just looked at me. And I was yeah. like, how was I to know? Yes. <laughs> I remember this. How was she I to know? She had never been spoken that to <laughs> no. that way in her entire life. No, no. It was very Nobody had ever spoken to her that way. No. She did not know what to make of you. <laughs> well, okay. 
I'm going to tell you a story today. Okay. What have you prepared for us today, Kelsey? I'm going to tell you a story okay. about a, a young man, and we have two tasks, okay? Okay. One of our tasks mm-hmm. is to unravel how we think this crime actually went down. Okay. And the other task is, at the end of the episode, I want to be able to come away with, is this man a Florida man? Okay, so we're, first of all, we're being detectives. Yes. And we're going to figure out, we're going to establish guilt mm-hmm. or innocence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're judge and jury Yep. of whoever this guy is. And also, we're determ- get, We're giving him the stamp or we're taking it away. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess my first question is, is this guy from Florida? Because <laughs> that helps me make my decision real quickly. Well, no, he is not. He was not born in Florida. But okay. as we have said on this podcast, you don't have to be born in Florida to be a Florida man. That's yep. true. Yeah. You have to embody the spirits, mm-hmm. like Aaron Carter, like Aaron Carter, to his last moment. <laughs> okay, so here we're going to read the nine one one call that was placed. We're just starting off with a nine one one call. Yes, we don't we get are. any facts or anything. Well, okay, I'll back you up on facts later. All right, sounds good. Nine one one emergency. Yeah, there's... You need to send police. Okay. What's going on there? Someone's been murdered. Okay, someone's been murdered? Okay, in what way? Do you know if they're breathing or if they've definitely passed away? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, well, what did you see, sir? I'm at Haverhill Park. Just send the police. It was me. I'm sorry. Line disconnects. Ooh... All right, so in the middle of the night on March 25th, 2017, Randy Herman Jr., 24, brutally stabbed his childhood friend, Brooke Preston, 21, a shocking 25 times in his West Palm Beach, Florida home. Oh, man. He immediately called 911 to report that he had committed a homicide. Holy shit. Randy Herman Jr., there's only a few things you can become with a name like that. Yep. One of them is a guy who's in prison for stabbing his friend 25 times. Now, he gets to the station, and this is himself and his mother, Kathy Adams. Oh, okay. This is his first jailhouse call. Uh-huh. An inmate at Palm Beach County Everglades Detention Center. Hello? Hello, how are you? Oh, uh, Okay. How are you? Doing all right, you know. I'll be okay. Did you talk to the lawyer? He called me, but it still don't make sense. Why? What's the matter? Uh, Why? Well, because they didn't tell me why or what made you do it. I don't even know that anyone knows. I know. I just wish I'd know... How I done it? How he done... Wait, what? What the fuck is this guy talking about? So, Randy's down at the station. He doesn't know how he stabbed his friend 25 and times? And his lawyer, Joe Walsh. Well, he started Walsh. with a knife. His lawyer's named Joe Walsh. I know, isn't that nice. weird? Yeah. A public defender uh, meets him there, and mm-hmm. his impression is this. I met Randy in the jail. My first impression was that he wasn't a very big guy. Just a very meek person, physically. Okay. He definitely seemed to be different than, you know, different than a lot of the people I represent. 
He seemed very well-mannered, very respectful. <laughs> I was laughing when I read this because I was like, Joe Walsh is basically like, is this guy even a Florida guy? Like, what, what, what is this? What kind of guy are you? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, I love this. Yeah, none of his clients are respectful. Because this guy's a public defender in West Palm. Oh, like, yeah. This, you know. he, this guy sees some crazy shit. He continues, but something was a little bit off about uh, this case. Okay. He committed the crime, but he couldn't remember what happened. Okay. Randy says he does not remember any of it. Oh, okay. All he knows uh-huh. is that he woke up to find himself standing over his friend Brooke's body, holding a knife covered in her blood. Oh, Jesus Christ. So what, he like blacked out? And like, Was it like a rage blackout? What happened? I There's so many things. There's so many okay. things we can guess about this case. Or did he wake up like he was, a, he went to sleep in his bed and then he wakes up standing over his friend Brooke? Holy so shit. So there's video footage, surveillance okay. footage of Randy in the interrogation room. Uh-huh. I feel like this is important to mention because, you know, whether the perpetrator knows it or not, or the victim knows it or not, yeah. like, which they should, everyone should have watched at least one 48 hours mystery in their life <laughs> to know that anytime you're in a police precinct, you're being recorded. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, I. And that they're allowed to lie to you. Oh, that too. Right. Yeah, that too. So you should, if you're, if you ever find yourself in a police precinct against your own will, you should zip your fucking lip immediately. You should never talk to the police. But I think that his demeanor, um, when he gets to the station, and his, his demeanor in all of these interrogations is yeah. worth mentioning. So okay, sure. He is in the room, sobbing meekly. Okay. Meek. Um, this is the second time he's been called Meek. Yeah, right? Not a very imposing guy. Yeah. All right. So, and the cops are asking over and over, and they're friendly at this point. They're okay. not like, they're not doing the whole like crackdown, like yeah, tough sure. cop thing yet. Uh-huh. Staying real friendly. Um, they're just like, what happened? You know? Yeah. And because he said in the 911 call, I, I don't know. I killed my friend. Like, yeah. He said, like, he I said, did it. Come it was get me. me. I'm sorry. Come get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. So they know he did it. He's. He's saying, yeah, I, I murdered her. Okay, on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, okay, how, when, yeah. why, what? are the what? details? Yeah, what happened? Um, and he just, he can just barely mutter, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, know a thing. Uh-huh. They're like, okay, the, you know, you have a roommate, right? Like, why wasn't she there? She's Brooke's sister, you know? Uh-huh. Isn't that strange? And just like. Poor little Randy. He goes, does she know what happened? Ooh, geez. Ooh, that's tough. And they're like, no, buddy. No nope. one knows what happened. Only, Only you know. Yeah. And he's just sobbing. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, you've got to tell us. And he's just like, did did we get in an argument? I don't. I don't. He starts asking them. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. And they're like, we don't know. And they're like, okay, what do you remember? And he just goes blood Ooh. and they're like were you romantic with her like is this your girlfriend and he was just like no shit what what was your relationship to those girls and he goes like sisters oh my god this fucking kid this I is mean, terrible he's just like sniveling he's oh, just like this is horrible he looks so 
shocked and just so confused. So do you now I have to ask, do you think this is an act? Personally? Yeah. No. This you but think this is totally someone genuine. could view it as an act. Right. I mean, right now that's my major question. Because you know the facts of this case, but I don't really know anything at all yet. Yeah. Uh, it kind of seems like he confessed on the phone, but then he got to the station. He was like, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But you're convinced. Uh, I am. I have my theories. Let's put it that way. I think you're a good judge of character, too. And you can you can always tell when someone's faking, you know. And something else that stood out to me watching the mm-hmm. footage was that he keeps referring to Brooke in the present tense. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that always signals more innocence to me. Okay, Um, sure. If someone right away starts referring to their dead husband, whatever, in the past tense, it's like too quick of a switch. Like you shouldn't be used to thinking about them as past tense. Definitely, yeah. That's a good point. It should catch you off guard that you say, no, he loves this. No, he, uh, he, he comes home and... It should catch you off guard that you then, right. oh my God, right. there's no present tense for this person definitely, anymore. Definitely. Um, now that kind of evidence wouldn't hold up in a court of law, but I, I think that's a pretty good indicator. Yeah, I do too. Like colloquially. Yeah. Cool. So Randy's defense team starts in on a series of questions trying to figure out why he has such profound amnesia about this event. Yeah, right? what the fuck's going on? And Randy states that he's trying to find out what happened just as much as his lawyer is. Right. His And I'm sure his West Palm Beach lawyer is like, okay, fess up. What happened? Just give me the details. Like, yeah, we need to start right? building a case. And this is a quote from Randy today. Yeah. I was just confused. I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I. that's why I called 911. If I wanted to, I could have run, but that wasn't what was on my mind. I didn't do this intentionally. This was a person I cared about, a close friend. So in my mind, I was... I was just in shock. Yeah, jeez. So they call in this guy, Dr. Charles Ewing. He's a forensic psychologist. Got to have one of those. You want to read what what Ewing says? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. I looked high and low. Why he did what he did. I, I was truly puzzled because there didn't seem to be any logical basis for this crime. Basically, what I was looking for was, did he have a mental illness? Do you hear voices, see things? Are you paranoid? Did he have a background of oppression or other abuse? Nothing. So I focused in on questions that were considered to be neurologically related. Have you ever had a head injury? Have you ever had seizures? Sometimes people with seize disorders can act out violently, but again, his answers were no. I would have walked away saying, there's nothing. Had I not asked that last question just as a matter of thoroughness, have you ever sleepwalked? Ooh. So the thing we have to figure out today is, was Randy sleepwalking or was he awake when he committed this murder? Wow. And there are other like little nuances within like A and B of those options. But basically those are the two big options that are being presented. Oh man, this is crazy because I myself have been known to be a sleepwalker. Yes. So this is, listeners, this is relevant. Yeah. You and your brother both. My brother more so than me. My brother does crazy shit in his sleep. Yeah. Um, I have done, I've been known to do some crazy shit, but mostly I just say stuff. 
What was the... There's a childhood story of, of him sleepwalking as a kid. Oh, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad was like... It was like, you know, 11.30 p.m. on a school night. My dad was downstairs watching The Sopranos, like on the living room TV. <laughs> and he turns around because he hears like this stomping, stomp, 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 stomp. And then he turns around and it's my brother who is like... He's probably like 13 or 14 at this point. And my brother's a big dude. He's like... He's been six feet tall since about around that time. So he comes down and he's completely fucking naked and he goes like, the printer won't start. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad's like, hey, buddy, you you doing okay? And he's like, I can't print anything. (laughs) I need more paper. And then he just turns around and goes back upstairs. Right where he came from. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you about sleepwalking in a scientific sense right now. Right. Okay. So sleepwalking is a type of sleep disorder known mm-hmm. as parasomnia. Mm-hmm. Peri, para, parasomniacs? I don't yeah. Know, something. Um, par, parasomnia is an abnormal behavior during sleep. That That's it. what it is. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't just include sleepwalking. It can include uh, really abnormal sleep, like singing, sleep talking, like right, sleep Right, like the gestures. shit that I do. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, so it straddles a border uh-huh. between sleep and wakefulness. Okay, yeah, sure. Parasomnia can be categorized based on the part of the sleep cycle mm-hmm. during which the events occur. Got it. So sleepwalking or parasomnia mm-hmm. happens during non-REM sleep. Interesting. Usually in the third uh, sleep cycle, which is known as deep sleep. Interesting. So during an episode, a person may have, when we've, we've all seen this, if you've seen literally anybody in your life sleepwalk, yeah, you've uh-huh. seen that open, glassy-eyed, blank look. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Almost like, I feel like their jaw's a little slack too, you Oh, know? definitely, yeah. Um, and sleepwalking episodes can last for a few seconds to a half hour. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if I got God. up in the middle of the night for a half an hour half just to started doing hour. shit? <laughs> okay. So let's tell the audience, what are some weird, sh- okay, what's some, some weird shit that I've done? All right, while some I've weird shit that Nathan's done in his sleep is shout in German. I did that once. Okay. I was context. I'm we're actors and I was in a play where I had to play a Nazi uh, soldier and I had to learn some German for this play. But in the middle of the night, but, I started but shouting, shouting Nazi commands. I'm saying like other. You one time I woke up. Those orders, by the way, were to search the living room for Jews. So I, if anybody in our building also spoke German, they heard me in the middle of the night um, shouting to search the living room for Jews. Just saying. You have also. Okay, I woke up. You were you were standing in the closet. Uh huh. The light was on. Okay. And there was just something about it. I knew that you, there was just something off. Like I knew that mm-hmm. you weren't just like hot and going to get like changed like your t-shirt or something uh-huh. in the middle of the night or yeah. whatever. Like it just looked odd. Even your body posture, just watching you stand in the closet was odd. It was not And so awake. I was like, Nathan, yeah, what are you doing? Obviously no response. Nathan, come back to bed. Mm-hmm. I was like, Nathan, you're really scaring me. And then you start pulling drawers. Oh, geez. Yeah. Forcefully. Okay. Just pulling drawers, uh-huh. rummaging through drawers. Okay. Just nonsensically in a weird order. Yeah. And I was like, babe, you're really scaring me. <laughs> and then you stop and you go, football. 
And you just come back to bed. <laughs> I don't know if you ever found the football. I don't know. I don't know. It, the way you just performed that made it seem like I like I went like, oh, of course, football. <laughs> I know. Like it was the answer to like a yeah. trivia question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, one time I woke up uh. because your legs shot up straight in the air. Oh, okay. So we're on our backs sleeping next to one another and mm-hmm. your legs go up. Yeah. Which means that the... The covers have formed a tent around <laughs> your feet. Uh-huh. Wakes me up, and I'm like, "Babe, your babe, your legs are in the air." <laughs> like, because you, didn't, like, you didn't like fix it. Uh huh. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." You were like giggling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, seriously. All right, seriously though. Like, put your legs down." Uh-huh. And you just kept giggling. And then I was like, Nathan, you have. One leg in the air. And you go, no, I don't. <laughs> With your legs still in the air. Oh, it's been such a little oh, sleepy little shithead. Snot. I was being an asshole. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's funny. Right. They can last for up to a half hour, yeah. but most of them last about 10 minutes. And it's not all sleepwalking. It's like sleep talking and like other because sh- we yeah. have sleep sex sometimes. Sometimes oh, I'm I get oh I get I'm getting hungry. To, I'm getting to sleep sex. Are you really? Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the person may return to bed or go back to sleep on their own. Mm-hmm. They may wake up confused while they are still out of bed. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, a key symptom of sleepwalking and mm-hmm. other non-REM parasomnia mm-hmm. is that the person virtually never has a recollection of the episode when they wake up. Yeah, I don't remember any of the shit that you were talking about. Uh, For that reason, they learn about their sleepwalking mostly from family members or housemates or whatever, okay? Right. Of course, the people that they do this to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're victims. Um, Sleepwalking occurs more often in children, actually Mm -hmm. much more often. Interesting. Um, One long-term study found that about 30% of children from 2 to 13 experience sleepwalking. That's a lot. With a peak between ages 10 and 13. Didn't you say your brother was 13? I sure did. Yeah. I do know that he still does it, though, because I've seen him do it well, in his adulthood. Well, children who sleepwalk uh-huh. become adults who... A lot... Like, there has never been a case... I Really, uh-huh. this is a weird statistic, where someone did not sleepwalk, did not have sleepwalking behavior as a uh-huh. kid, and developed it as an adult. Of course, if it... If you have it as a kid, a lot of people do grow out of it since mm-hmm. children are most likely to experience sleepwalking. Right, um, right. It, it's very uncommon in adults. So obviously, like, it's this childhood phenomena that, yeah. like, like bedwetting or whatever that right. you, like, grow out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that don't grow out of it, mm-hmm. it's not like they developed it in adulthood. Like, right. they it's have not something this that you can, long like, history catch. of sleepwalking. Yeah. yeah. Or train yourself to do. Yeah. It's you have to have it and then whether you keep it or not. Yeah. Interesting. So actually, sleepwalking's connection to that stage three sleep, mm-hmm. that deep sleep that I was telling you about, yeah. is exactly why children are more likely to have this habit than adults. Interesting. Um, this doctor from Miami, something, something, Alexandra Roca Abreu, okay. says that um, one of the hormones that gets produced in stage three mm-hmm. is growth hormone. Oh, okay. Interesting. So the older you get, the less amount of stage three sleep you have that makes sense so you just you're in this stage longer which is why children tend to sleepwalk more fascinating um so actions during sleepwalking episodes uh you know 
they can be silly. They can be totally <laughs> yes. mundane. They can be embarrassing. Yeah. They can be sexually explicit. Yes. Okay. Um, they can be <laughs> aggressive. Ooh, scary. Um, and definitely. So these are some of the common acts done while sleepwalking in mm-hmm. like studies where they've cataloged and like researched and monitored like a bunch of sleepwalkers. Yeah. These are the typical things that happen. Yeah. Get out of bed and walk around. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, sit up in bed with eyes open. Yeah. Do routine activities such mm-hmm. as get dressed. Yeah. Talking, eating. Yep. Yep. That's me. Uh, leave the house. Oh God. That's yeah. not good. Um, drive a car. Oh no. Very not good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, get injured. Yeah, for because sure. Because you fell down the stairs or yeah. uh, even out of a window. Yeah. Happens. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. That's bad. Uh-huh. You engage in sexual activity without awareness. Okay, that one I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to you, sorry. Um, and then I actually have a, a quote. This, like, there was a um, compendium of, like, uh-huh. you know, th- sleepwalking stories yeah uh and i I just want to read this one girls oh sure says i have sexomnia (laughs) a few times i've woken up in the middle of the night going down on my partner oh yeah i first found out i do this in my senior year of college when my boyfriend at the time slept over Uh uh-huh he texted me later in the day and apologized for not wanting to have sex in the middle of the night yeah and i had no idea what he was talking about right right sometimes i don't remember at all other times i become lucid only after i am going all yeah. out. <laughs> it freaked my current boyfriend out at first but he's since embraced it i think he just got worried about what could potentially happen like what i could do to him yeah, while you could asleep him. <laughs> exactly oh no i've never attempted penetrative sex of any kind so i think he's more comfortable as a result of that right just- right she, he's like what if she tries to put a finger up my ass exactly <laughs> She just said, um, I've also woken up to myself vigorously masturbating. Damn. Um, I've noticed that this only happens when I sleep in either my briefs or boxer briefs. Fascinating. And I, so I I don't really wear boxers. It doesn't really happen Uh from any recollection uh, unless, wait, I don't wear boxers and it doesn't really happen from any recollection when I sleep naked. Fascinating. Yeah. Very fascinating. So yes, we have been known to have sex with each other in our sleep. Yes. It's mostly you who initiates. It's me. Yeah, it's you have basically sex always me. And, yeah. all, and it happens like, and it just like with the sleepwalking stuff, I wake up the next morning and you go like, babe, do you remember last night? <laughs> I'm like, no. I have no fucking <laughs> Explain idea. Explain to me what last night was. <laughs> I just turned into a warthog. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, I find it flattering <laughs> that even in your deep, deep stage three sleep, you're like, I gotta get some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so... I'm going to the trough. <laughs> besides I'm that... I'm in there. There's also something that occurs, like, routinely. Like, this comes up again and again. Uh-huh. Urinating in a closet. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Urinating in a closet. And I actually know someone who sleepwalks, like... Mm-hmm. I, besides I'm, me. I'm more friends with their girlfriend. Got it. But, um... But they they get up in the middle of the night sleepwalking and go urinate in corners at night. Oh, damn. Yeah. And obviously they don't want to do this. Yeah, no. But they do. And it's just funny. Oh, this is a up. thing. It's like the part of the playbook of sleepwalking. I had a friend in college who, who slept over and peed in that corner right yes, over there. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Fucking crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Why, why, I wonder? Why, I don't know. When you sleepwalk, do you... 
like to find a small corner or closet to pee in. <laughs> I'm sure that this is mostly men doing this because it's like, you know, you're kind of mimicking the action of like going into a bathroom. Yeah, I don't think a woman... Finding you, a urinal. Because your physical action doesn't change. Right. You guys have to sit down. Yeah, that, we would know, I think. Yeah, I think so, <laughs> we were I think so too. Um, and then the last thing is becoming violent during the period of brief confusion immediately after waking. Oh, bad. Or occasionally during sleepwalking. That's so scary. Fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so don't, don't startle. A sleepwalking person. Oh, this is that thing. Don't wake a sleepwalker. Don't wake a sleepwalker. It's actually real? It's real. Fucking A. Yeah. Well, it's just like... Yeah, so don't ever wake me up while I'm going at it <laughs> downstairs, babe. <laughs> um, you don't know what'll happen. They just... They have a very trigger-happy, like, primitive brain right. at that they're moment. They're only loosely connected to reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they're... The tendency for them to lash out um like it's, yeah, physically it's raised, is of course yeah is raised yeah um and they'll not have any memory of it you know what i mean of course yeah um, so do we think this is what happened to young randy it's one of the theories yeah oh geez. one of the theories so i just wanted to present basic sleepwalking science to you uh-huh. what's common you know what's I don't know, like, you know, how it manifests, in what yeah. sleep cycle it manifests. Here's another thing, factors and causes. Right. Genetics and family history. So, like, if you have other sleepwalkers in your family or whatever, like, yeah. you know, it's pretty likely. Okay, sure. Sleep deprivation is a big one. Right. Interesting. Um, some medications okay. uh, with a sedative effect. All right. And that, for that reason, is the same as alcohol because they both... Mm help you bypass REM sleep, which is your dream sleep, oh, and go straight to deep sleep. Fascinating. Uh, which is why when alcoholics detox, they get the delirium tremens. Oh, um, this is the pink elephants thing. Yeah, yeah because we don't know why your body needs to dream, but it is uh-huh. a vital process, right. and no scientist knows why. But right. So if it doesn't get that the dream stages mm-hmm. for long enough, you will start to hallucinate because your wow. brain has to dream. Wow. And it's not able to do so in REM sleep because of the alcohol or God the sedatives. Damn. Yeah. So brain injury. Yeah. Another one. Mm-hmm. Fever. Fever. Okay. Yeah. Um, sleep apnea, which again is just oh. like a sleep disturbance. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, going along with honestly like sleep deprivation. You right. Know, I think right. sleep apnea causes like a lot of, like you don't get good quality sleep, right? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, restless leg syndrome. <laughs> Okay, yeah, for sure, yeah. My dad has that. My dad also... Oh, yeah, yeah your dad like, sleep fights. He sleep fights. Your dad, like, sleep, like, hits Punches, people and, yeah. like, shouts. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. I wonder I wonder how connected they are or Good not. fucking question. Stress, prolonged yeah. periods of stress in your life. Right. That's pretty much it. Those are okay. the factors. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. So let me let me go into... Things which may disturb your, your otherwise normal sleep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, understood. Um, let me go into like, what is the precedent of using sleepwalking as a defense against okay. murder? Yeah, right? I'm sure it's happened. Oh, for sure. So it actually first happened in 1846. 1846. Massachusetts versus Tyrell. Okay. Albert Tyrell was accused, or was acquitted, excuse oh, me, okay. of murder of a prostitute in Boston. Tyrell slit the woman's throat. Almost decapitating her. Oh, Jesus. He also set fire to a brothel, the brothel, and then fled to New Orleans. Holy fucking shit. Um, 
where he was arrested. His lawyer stated that Terrell Doesn't was that like, seem backwards? I feel like New Orleans is the place you're supposed to do shit like that. set fire to a brothel. Yeah. So, yeah, I, right. I think so too. Yeah. Um, his, his lawyer stated that he was a chronic sleepwalker and perhaps committed the crime while asleep. Uh, the jury agreed and found him <laughs> not guilty. Wow. Yeah. The jury was like, who among us? Hasn't wanted to. I exactly. don't know. Slit a prostitute's throat. Set fire to a brothel. I just love that it started way back then when like there was yeah. no way you could prove sl- like sleepwalking. What? They didn't know shit. Yeah, basically that was a bunch anything. of people going like, mm, that seems reasonable. <laughs> I know. Let the f- let the those among us who have never set fire to a brothel or slit a prostitute's throat cast the first stone. <laughs> so then there was another one, uh, Regina versus Parks. Now mm-hmm. this one's a little wild. Okay. So Kenneth Parks, a young Canadian man, yeah. was acquitted in the murder of of the eighteen. 18- sorry. <laughs> We're, we're done with the 1800s, okay? okay. 1987 murder Ooh. of his mother-in-law. Right, okay. After using the sleepwalking defense. So on the night of the death, he arose from bed, got in his car, drove 14 miles to his in-law's house. This is so fucked. Strangled his father-in-law until the man passed out. I guess he survived. Jesus. Then he bludgeoned his mother-in-law with a tire iron and stabbed them both, okay, so maybe he didn't survive, with a kitchen knife. Oh. No, it says, the woman died, the man barely survived. Holy Then he shit. arrived at the police station, the police said he seemed confused, and he just appeared oblivious to the fact that he, like, oh, oblivious to the fact that he had severed multiple tendons in his own hands. Oh, Jesus. And that, remember that, that will come back in the Randy Herman Okay, case. yeah, okay. for sure, yeah. I was going to say, Randy seems pretty fucking oblivious. Yeah, doesn't he? In what you've told me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he was oblivious to pain. Okay. Um, the pain that he should have been feeling due to how banged up he was. Yeah. And uh, that he had a strong family history of para- parasomniacs. Got it. So they, um, they testified on that, and he was found not guilty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. So those are some of the, like the more that will the earliest and then the most sensational. They haven't all ended in acquittals. Yeah, um, I was gonna say like it. It seems to be perfectly honest. It seems like a pretty flimsy legal defense. I mean, unless you can yeah. really thoroughly prove it. Right. Yeah. So there's another one: California versus riots. So Stephen right. riots killed riots. his lover Eva Weinfurtner. Ooh, uh, a woman I know, okay. in her 40s during what was supposed to be a romantic Catalina Island. Okay, don't ever go on a romantic weekend to Catalina Island. Why? Natalie Wood mean anything to you. Oh, yeah. Natalie Wood also got fucking murdered at, off Catalina Island. This is not a good Well, place maybe he was be. sleepwalking too. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, they were doing a lot of alcohol. That's doing, true. Doing, they were doing a they lot of They were doing alcohol. a lot of wine. <laughs> they, they had done a lot of wine. Um, so... This was in 2001, too, so pretty recent. Yeah. He smashed her head with a flower pot, leaving shards in her scalp, dislocated her arm, punctured her with a plastic fork. Plastic fork. Fuck. Fractured her wrist, ribs, jaw, facial bones, and skull, and wielding a pocket knife, left three gaping stab wounds on the back of her neck. Rietz told police that he had no recollection of the attack, though through mm. flashbacks, he recalled believing that he was in a scuffle with a male intruder. Oh my God, this is, this is so sad. So now, Rietz was a commercial fisherman. Yeah. 
and he told police that the knife wounds on Weinfurtner's neck were identical to those that fishermen use to kill sharks. And oh. at his trial, his, his uh, parents testified that he had been a sleepwalker since childhood. Oh, this is terrible. Yada, yada. Um, the jury didn't buy it. He was convicted of first-degree murder. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, he killed his wife in a pretty fucking brutal I, way. Well, and I guess he had a history of violence towards her, too. Oh, not actually. good. I not know. good. Not great. Oh, something else that didn't help him was that um, he had broken into her apartment at one point oh. with a knife and threatened to gut her like a fish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the fact that he, then he actually her did like gut her like <laughs> yeah, a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But I just... Well, um, okay. So it seems like if you're already kind of a violent person, then maybe your sleepwalking will encourage that further. Yeah. Is that right? Because, like, man, I mean, this is just so perturbing. Like, I'm, I'm scared right now. I hope, like, this... Well, I, how, do you, how do you think I feel? I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> now, I'm at risk for parasomnia because of my right. sleep disturbance. That's right. Okay, so we're going to go into the next part, mm-hmm. the crime scene. Okay. Let me give you a rundown of the crime scene. Our crime scene from our crime. Yes, Randy Herman Jr. Yes. v. Brooke Preston. Okay. So this woman named Anna Cox, who's a bloodstained analyst, says this. It's incredible sensory overload. The smells, the blood just dripping down the walls. I've been doing Jesus. this for 21 years. I've probably seen more incidents than any human being should. Yeah. This was one of the most vicious crime scenes that I had ever had to document. That's insane. I still admit that this case really bothers me. Ooh, oh my God. However, to play devil's advocate, I have a little something to say about bloodstain analysis. Yeah? It's bunk. It's bunk? It's not real. It's not a science. It's not an analysis. Blood spatter analysis is not a science? No. Well, then why does this lady have a job? Because there was this guy Uh named Herbert McDonald. Okay. Who was a teacher at a two-year community college in New York? Sorry, I have to you know get that little dig in. Um, and in 1971, he just writes a paper called "Flight Characteristics and Stain Patterns of Human Blood." Okay. He has no police training. He has no. <laughs> he's just a community college professor. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it becomes the foundational text in the field of bloodstain pattern analysis. He invented this field. Okay, well, devil's advocate to your devil's advocate, um, you don't have to be, a, you know, a physicist to be able to uh, to be able to come up with this stuff. Like, you don't have to have credentials to be able to correctly analyze the patterns of blood splatter. What, like from photos or like from... From like jelly, like what? How? I I don't know. I'm. T- I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It was an academic paper, right? Was it peer reviewed? I, I I don't know. You're not buying it, is what you're saying. I just think this guy invented a type of thing, and got super rich off of it. He started teaching. Oh, he sold it. classes. So he started ah. doing like bloodstain institute, ah. and he would go around to uh, police precincts. His first workshop was in Jackson, Mississippi where he would train police officers in bloodstain pattern analysis, uh-huh. the thing he made up. <laughs> um, and so now he's an expert, and, he, and now he testifies in courts all over the country. Wow. Um, but you think it's bullshit. You're not convinced. 
Why well, just like he starts getting all these motherfuckers convicted based on blood splatter evidence that he's an expert on because he wrote the book on it. Out of nowhere. Out of nothing. Okay. He came up with it, wrote a book, and was like, well, this is what it is, and I'm the expert. Okay, well, so you're... So you have to do what I say because I'm the expert because he, ma- he made it up. Okay. Because well, he invented you... it. <laughs> you can't invent something. You can't just invent something and be like, well, I'm the expert now. Well, but also, like, what, you you have to be an, an expert to invent something? How could it po- be possible that he he would know about bloodstain analysis? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just really good at it. Good at what? Good at going, well, Analyzing. if it splashes like that, it means that she was on her back. Like, how? How, how do you? I, I don't know. I think it's just a made-up way. You think it's hokum? I think it's hokum. It's hocus-pocus. <laughs> it's bullshit. We've got a skeptic on our hands, folks. They all say different shit, too. Or uh-huh. they say shit that m- literally this guy, mm-hmm. McDonald, said. People are still, like, acquitting people or, or um, what's it called when you convicting. don't? Convicting. Convicting people uh-huh. based on testimony from this McDonald guy going, well, McDonald states that this blood would be this. So I'm, yeah. I agree. So if you ever ran into this McDonald guy, he'd be analyzing his own blood splatter. I think so. In an alley. That's right. That's right. Anyway, um, I just think it's it's not a science. It's more of a feeling. Fair enough. Uh, a feeling I do believe in, though, is uh-huh. blanket science. Blanket science. Oh, I came up with that. Okay, what's that? But it just means like, okay, for instance, mm-hmm. Brooke's body was found with a quilt covering her. Okay. And I think... That well, I and a lot of other experts, do <laughs> other think, experts, do think that that means the perpetrator cared for his victim. That or <laughs> the perpetrator was a female. Interesting. Did you know that almost all female murderers cover uh-huh. their victims? This is fascinating. I and did not. Only know that. male murderers cover their victims if they were extremely close to them. Fascinating. Yeah. So, I'm also fascinated by what you consider to be an opinion and what you consider to be science. Mm-hmm, me too. <laughs> it's an ever-evolving type of opinion roulette. So, Randy... But that's, that's what... We, we're not real jurors, and this is not a real court. This is just the court of our opinion mm-hmm. and our opinion rules. That's it. <laughs> so, Randy says Brooke is like a sister, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. So he, he did. Lo- he loves Brooke. We, we know that. He said that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he told us that he loves Brooke like a sister. Yeah. He covered her body with a quilt. Uh-huh. I don't know. It all kind of matches to me. Yeah, sure. So the prosecution, though, tries to make this blanket thing like an admission of guilt. Oh, okay. Like, whereas, you know, I just think it's worth noting when describing the crime scene, but like it could have just as easily you, you come to standing over the body mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh my God, I think I probably must have done this. There's no one else in here. Okay. I'm holding a knife. I'm right. covered in blood. Yeah. And then, you know, you grab a blanket and you put it over her and then you walk out and you drive to the park and you call 911. Like, yeah. I don't think it has to be... I think that covering her with a blanket could be something you do when you come to and not, like, because you rage killed her. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't necessarily see a causal link between... Um, him being fully conscious and putting a blanket on. Right. You know. By the way, the knife was found in the bathroom sink. 
In the bathroom yeah. sink. Okay. Um, there's blood everywhere as Anna Cox, expert blood stain analysis, <laughs> <laughs> would love to uh, mention. There's blood absolutely everywhere. I mean, yeah. it is crazy. I did see these. You saw the crime scene photos? Yeah. No wonder you didn't sleep last I night. I know. You're sleeping next to a sleepwalker. I know. Well, you better not wake up. <laughs> no matter what I do, you can't <laughs> wake me up. I mean, Nathan, what would you do if you woke up uh-huh. over someone's body uh-huh. with a knife in your hand and you're covered in blood and that person's dead? Grab the nearest blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd freak the fuck out. I'd throw the knife at the ground. I'd uh, do exactly what he did. I'd call for help. I'd say, help, help. My friend is hurt. I'm not sure what happened. Please come help. Yeah, I don't think I would go to the park. But yeah, I I'm trying leave. to run through this scenario in my mind. And I would probably... If I was fully awake, I wouldn't leave. But right, it does kind of... You just said you would got... Not 20 minutes ago, you were saying how sleepwalkers will get in their cars and drive Very away. Very common. To random places. Yeah. Like, why do you go to the park? I like, know. What is that? I don't know. Yeah, what's the significance there? So, um, Brooke's mom mm-hmm. is now brought into the interrogation room. Yeah. And when the police break the news to her, she obviously uh-huh. breaks down crying. It's yeah. life-shattering news. Yeah. Um, she of already course. knew her daughter was dead, but <sighs> yeah. she didn't... She didn't know who killed her. She Well, they don't tell her died. that even at first. They just oh tell her it's a homicide. Oh, that's she the says, worst. how did she die? They say, well, ma'am, right now, um, it looks like a stabbing. And she's like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah, because, oh. I mean, I would rather hear my daughter got shot than, mm-hmm. like, you know, because hopefully that's quick. Stabbing? Yeah, yeah a stabbing? it's not good. Yeah. That's not how I want my murdered daughter to go down. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, <laughs> so then uh, they they tell her that, Randy was the only one there and they think it's Randy and he's under arrest and she continues crying and she says, I've known Randy since he was like 10. Yeah. He was a mellow, mellow kid. I've never even heard him raise his voice. He's quiet. Everybody liked him. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's always a nice guy. Yeah. And the dad chimes in and says, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And she goes, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Never in a million years. Right. You know, okay, so there, I have, I'm of two minds about this. Um, yeah, so they, they know this kid, and they have never seen anything abnormal from him ever. Yes, of course. That holds up. That story holds up. But on the other hand, isn't that what everybody says like when Jeffrey Dahmer gets fucking br- well, maybe not him because everybody in his whole apartment <laughs> yeah. building knew he was killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. different guy. Different guy. Ted Bundy. It's, yeah, imagine like yeah. Every time you hear about like somebody, they find like five dead bodies in somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. All of his neighbors go like, "He was such a normal guy. Like I never would have expected this from him." Yeah. I think John Wayne Gacy's probably the like the one that jumps out to me as being the most clear example of that because like. You know, he was like he was like a community guy. And yeah, he was like a clown and like a Boy Scout leader, and mm. everybody like trusted him. And mm-hmm. like you know, he was just like your friendly neighbor. Yeah. So like when when I hear these guys saying that, that's not necessarily for me a total like clearance for Randy. You right. know, Randy's still on the hook as far as I'm concerned. I'm going in parts, and I literally forgot to say parts one through four. Oh, okay. But we're on part five now, which Great. is, who is Randy? <laughs> who is Randy? Okay. Randy was not born a Florida man. Okay. Um, he was born in 
Wyalusing, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Population 596. Not a big town. <laughs> no. Very rural. Yeah. It's up near the border of New York State. So it's like northern PA. Mm-hmm. The the nearest big town is like Scranton, I guess. Okay, sure. Which is further east. But honestly, Ithaca, New York's not that, that far away. Right, right. Like farther than Scranton, but like it's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Now, something I know about that area of the country is that like wintertime is long and deep and dark and they're not getting a lot of vitamin D up there. Yeah. And you know what I always say about vitamin D? <laughs> what do you say about it? There's a link to low vitamin Nate D gives and it schizophrenia. To me in the of the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There is a link between what now? Your mother's vitamin D levels and mm-hmm. schizophrenia. Yes, exactly. So if your mother was very low in vitamin D, like chronically low, while she was pregnant with, while you. she was pregnant and while she was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you ha- it's this okay. I can't quote the statistics. I don't remember, yeah. but it was something alarming. Like you are like. more likely to develop schizophrenia. It was something like you you go like, that can't even be possible. That's not, that's not, it it was a crazy statistic. Right. A hundred percent. All right. So anyway, we don't know. We don't know about Kathy and and what her vitamin D levels were. No, we don't. But his mother, Kathy, with an I, by the way, um, says that if she ever needed something, if she ever needed Randy to do something Mm -hmm. as a kid, she would just pretend to cry and then he would do it. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that strange? That's so weird. Yeah. Um, and even when he was, she says, even when he was old enough to know better, he just hated seeing his mom sad. So he knew she was fake crying, but he would do it anyway to, quote, get that look off her face. Okay, so you, there's two, again, there's two ways you could paint this. You could go like, he just loved his mother so much, you know, he loves women, like something like that. But I, that's not what I'm thinking right here, right? Yeah. Immediately, I'm going like, oh, his family was fucked up. Yeah. That is a weird, weird thing to do to your kid. She goes on to describe him as, uh-huh. like like everyone seems to, yeah. a very good kid. Yeah. She says, very supportive, very uh-huh. respectful. His sister, Amanda, describes mm-hmm. him as kind and friendly. Yeah. Um. They grew up without a dad. So in the house, it was Kathy and then his older sister, Amanda, and and Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very close with his sister and, and his mom. This yeah. is a very tight-knit family. Right. Understood. Um, and Kathy actually thinks that being around only women, mm-hmm. basically his whole life, Turned made him... him a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> made him sort of um, a target to be made fun of a little bit because okay. he... For instance, she tells the story. He one day he went down to the creek mm-hmm. with some friends, mm-hmm. and Randy said, "Oh, look at those flowers! Aren't they pretty?" Mm-hmm. And he got made fun of <sighs> by the boys he was with. Cause, That's like, so unfair because those flowers were probably they awesome. were probably so fucking pretty. Yeah, <laughs> but men aren't supposed they were to like, notice. Gay. That's gay of you. And if you think about it, it's like he wouldn't know that because all he's around is his mom and his sister who. Are who out also the like flowers. flowers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Guys are so fucked up with that. Guys, come on. It's a plant. It's just like a Christmas tree or a cactus. Like, they're all the same value of thing. They're all plants. Like, you can't say, like, damn, I love that cactus. <laughs> like, you could totally say that, and guys would not be like, that's fucking gay of you to say. <laughs> but, but if, if you say, pink. whoa, I love those flowers. Those are awesome and pretty. Yeah. 
those are really cool. I like them. Don't you? <laughs> They'd be like, that's fucking gay of you to say. You're yeah. in gay jail. Go to yeah. gay jail. Yeah. yeah. Not fair. Not fair. So I think this is really enlightening because I'm going to venture to say mm-hmm. that Randy was successful at having, having mm-hmm. deep, meaningful relationships with women. Yeah. And maybe he was not so successful at connecting with men. And yeah. I don't think this has anything to do with like sexuality or gender expression. Like either way, Randy identifies as straight, but like yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah, um, it just seems like he's really comfortable around women. Uh, that sucks. He's gonna have to get real comfortable with guys pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah. Ooh boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'd say that like he's comfortable with platonic female friendships, yeah. especially. Uh-huh. Um, again, like being so close to his mom and his sister, and uh-huh. you know just you'll start to see as we go through his life a little, like he tends to bond very strongly with platonic women. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, enter Brooke and Jordan. Yeah. Couple so, of, couple of bros. Yeah. Couple of sisters. Brooke and Jordan Preston yeah. made friends with Randy at the age of 15. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan was two years older than Brooke and Randy was the oldest among them. So it was Randy was a year older than Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then he was three years older than Brooke. Got it. But they were like thick as thieves, fast friends. They were like a unit. They, yeah. The three of them hung out constantly. They were amigos. Really close. Yeah. Kind of mirrors the relationship that he had with his mother and sister. Yeah, definitely. Two women sense. that he's really close with in uh-huh. a non-sexual way and then himself. Yep. Um, so uh, Jordan got mm-hmm. a job opportunity in Florida. Yeah. And she moves down to Florida and she loves it. Yeah. And a little while later, because they were so close in Pennsylvania, she invited Randy to come live with her in Florida. Oh, so Randy's an adult when he winds down Florida way. Yes. Ah, I see. Okay. All right. The murder happened when he was 24. I think he moved to Florida at 22. Okay. All right. All right. So, So they heard the call of the wild and they went down south. Yes. Okay. They're roommates down there, and Brooke joins them shortly as well. Okay. So for a time, actually for the bulk of the time that Randy's living in Florida, Randy, Jordan, and Brooke are living together as roommates in a house in West Palm Beach. Right. The three-bedroom house. Right. So when Jordan was questioned by the police, Mm -hmm. she said the same thing that everyone else has been. She says, quote, He was never violent. He wouldn't hurt anybody. We were all really good friends and roommates. Mm -hmm. And they ask her directly um, if if there was anything romantic between Randy and Brooke. And Jordan says no. Yeah. And the police really, really want this to be true. Of course they do. They really press her on this. Of course they do. Because they don't really have a motive unless he had some suppressed sexual fantasy about Brooke. Right, totally. And the police also, you'll find listeners, if you listen to enough of this podcast, are really lazy thinkers. Lazy, one-track mind. Yeah, they want to find uh, the easiest connection between two facts that they possibly can. And then they just get tunnel vision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, they, they were like, you know, did Randy ever want it to be more? Did he ever express to you that maybe he liked Brooke? Right. Like, are you sure there wasn't any underlying, like, sexual or romantic urge? You know, this She's is just like, no. particularly annoying to me because I, like Randy, in my lifetime, have been able to have 
very successful, very rewarding platonic relationships with, with my friends You're who are girls. You're an incredible girls. model of this behavior. So this is what I'm saying. But unlike Randy, I also was able to make friends with guys. So it wasn't as if like I could only feel comfortable around women, which it does sort of seem like Randy was in that situation. For sure. And he grew up without a dad. And so like, you but know, I think I men were more of a you, mystery to him. I can't tell you how many fucking times people have been like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, like nothing's going on. Oh, yeah, sure. You're just on. friends. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we fucking are. So I what? Still do you want to fuck all your bros? No. Oh, maybe. They well, do. some some people do. You know, maybe they do. Yeah, maybe that's why they assume. I still hear this about you. Like, yeah. even we just got married and yeah. like we've you, been together for 10 fucking years. We had a friend at the wedding who you became close with in high school. Yes. A, a, a girl friend. Yeah. And even now, like when people are like, so how did you meet Samantha? Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, you know, high school, blah, blah, blah. They yeah. still go like, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they thought we dated or something. Yeah. yeah. Or like they, they thought that like, we it. thought we were in love with one another or whatever. But we just, we weren't. We were friends with each other. <laughs> like that's as simple as it is. Ugh. And the thing is like, it's so funny because it's like, yeah, you can go pursue romantic relationships with girls you feel romantically about. Does this imply then, sir, that you feel romantically about all girls all the time? Like, you don't have a type? Like, you don't have any sort of, like, thing that you're looking for? You're just sort of blindly shooting cum or... in any direction that it'll go? I think so. I think that is actually most men. Well, that's fucked up because men. then you're not looking for at the woman as who she is. You're looking at her as, like, a, like, a thing to put your cum inside yeah. of. Yeah. So, Which is how you should only look at romantic relationships. I do think, though, <laughs> especially in the middle of the night, she really turns into a cum bucket. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think that this case hinges heavily on people's individual opinions about whether it is possible uh -huh. to have a deep and meaningful and complex friendship right, exactly. of, of the opposite sex that is in no way romantic. Right. It's I the when Harry people, met Sally question. Yeah, yeah. I think the people that have the hardest time believing that. Are the people who see all women as cum <laughs> That. And yeah. think Randy has to be guilty of a conscious crime. By the way, if you see all women as cum dumpsters, then you see all men as cum pigs looking mm. for a dumpster. <laughs> you you must trough. then you must then necessarily feel that yourself, your father, all of your friends, all of your brothers are people who are only driven by their desire to be coming in somebody. And that your mother and sister and all of your female coworkers are all just dumpsters for their cum. <laughs> and not people. You paint a bleak picture. Well, no, I'm saying that's their worldview. I know. If they walk that's around, uh, they're, they're, like, they think they're friends, but one of them's going to, you know, like, no, no. Oh, I know. Yeah. So the world's more complex than you think. Since we're just, we're talking about Randy and yeah. like his childhood and stuff. Yeah. Um, let's talk about his history of sleepwalking. So Please. his mother recounts numerous situations when Randy was little. Yeah. By the way, they all slept walk when they were little. Kathy slept walk when she was little. Amanda slept walk when she was little. Slept walk slept as walked. past tense of sleepwalking. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, slept walk. And Randy did as well. Yeah. Uh, but Randy did it later into his like teens and Got it. 20s. Yeah. So, um, he wandered around the house at night going, I need a cum pig. <laughs> God I'm the it. cum piggy needs a cum dumpsty. So in 
So Kathy and Amanda Guilty. were still awake and Brandy uh-huh. had been put to bed mm-hmm. and he came into the kitchen like late at night and mm-hmm. climbed on a counter with like a dazed look on his face mm-hmm. and they were trying to like, hey buddy, like what are you doing What's up? What's up buddy? Yeah. Um, and he, he pulled a, a box of pancake mix from okay. the cabinet mm-hmm. and whatever and that's when they like realized he was sleepwalking. Yeah, right. right. Um, but he would also like... He would also get up out of bed and mm-hmm. scratch the windows at night. Dude, that's weird. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it's scary. Where there would be literal fingernail scratch marks dug into the window panes. Oh, Jesus. And there's like a lot of permanent force. marks. I know. Yeah. And his sister would ask him what he was doing and he'd say he was trying to get out. Oh my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. And then there was this one time. He was trying to get out of the friend zone. <laughs> There's this one time his mother, Kathy, was working at a bar, which was near their home. Yeah. And in the middle of the night, Randy came riding on his bike into the bar Mm -hmm. and he like rode into the bar and then he laid his head down on the bar. Okay. And she was like, what are you doing out so late? Uh Um, And he just got up and walked out and got back on his bike. Okay answering her or anything wow and he didn't remember it at all the next morning that's fucked up see this is the uh, okay so i was okay with the idea of sleepwalking before you introduced the idea of like mobility to it motor function yeah the idea that you could like get up and get on a bicycle and ride it while you're asleep i know that's terrifying like you could just go do random shit all over the place like you you wake up in the middle of a fucking cornfield with nothing but a bicycle and not know yeah. how you got, got there. there. Yeah, terrifying. Um, in the in the TV show The Bear, doesn't he get up and sleep cook? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like starts lighting shit on fire because like he's sleeping. Yeah. yeah, I love that show too. So part six, the trial and the sleepwalking defense. Yes. So the sleepwalking defense had never been used in Florida. Interesting. And the prep for this trial is happening in 2019. So that's late when you think about the first wow. sleepwalking defense being in 1845. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, this is this is very recent, more recent than I thought. Oh, the, this crime mm-hmm. happened in 2017. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the reason is, is that in other states, sleepwalking could could be and would be folded into diminished capacity law. Okay. So in criminal law, diminished basically like criminally insane, like being yes, that's one of the that's one, one of the vector of this. Yeah, okay, got yeah. it. So like criminally insane or inebriated, not your fault because you were impaired and impaired, yeah, or having it. an extremely low IQ actually can sure. qualify you as a diminished capacity. I can't believe inebriated counts. As I know, part isn't of that funny? Yeah, yeah. Even the um the infamous Twinkie defense, that that was folded under the diminished responsibility, diminished capacity law. Wait, so what What was the Twinkie the defense? The Twinkie defense was that he murdered someone, some guy murdered uh-huh. someone, and his lawyers uh, shockingly used this defense, and this was in 1982, that, that he had consumed an outrageous amount <laughs> of sugary junk food. Oh my God, okay. And so he was criminally insane. <laughs> They make a good point. Yeah, based on the amount of sugar c- coursing through his system. Wow, holy fucking shit. Yeah. He was on the big, the sugar high of a fucking lifetime. Yes, he was. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Um, but Florida law does mm-hmm. not include a diminished capacity 
clause. Oh, I see. this is the whole thing of like they put they put mentally handicapped people to death in Florida, yeah. right? And in Texas, like yes, because you can't be considered you can't be considered not responsible because of they make your no handicap. allowance for Mm-mm. diminished responsibility Mm-mm. or diminished capability. Nope. I see. So fascinating. They were gonna okay. have to find some other way to wow. use the sleepwalking defense. Okay. But they went to the DSM-5. So you're fucking kidding me. If you... This is crazy. Like, if you are a schizophrenic person who thinks you're being attacked by, by you know, lizard, flying lizards, mm-hmm. and you hit somebody in the face, um, you did a person you didn't even see because your entire field of vision was taken up by flying lizards that were trying to eat your face off. Mm-hmm. And that's through no fault of your own. You didn't consume any drugs to get to that point. The state of Florida still says you have to be punished. You are responsible for the crime of hitting that fucking person in the face while you were trying to fend off the, the lizards. So it seems like. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Or if somebody's like IQ 59 and accidentally runs a lawnmower over their grandma's feet. Yeah. They are responsible. Yes. Oh my God. This yes. is crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's the Wild West. Oh, it's the Wild man. South. Man. So, but they go to the DSM, the DSM-5, and they see that parasomnia is classified Mm -hmm. as a mental disease or infirmity. Okay. So they use that. So that counts. I guess it counts if if it's a disease. Okay. So I was wrong with the schizophrenia. I guess technically if a lawyer wanted to use... A type Allegory. of diminished capacity defense, uh-huh. they would they it would, would cite schizophrenia as a disease in the DSM five. So it would have to be medically classified in the DSM five as like a mental illness, right? That you could get a diagnosis for, f- in order for it to count. Yes. Wow, but people with but still IQ fifty nine that doesn't no. count, or that eat a lot of Twinkies. Oh, jeez, yeah. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Okay. Or who get so, really drunk? Yes. Yeah. Part seven. The prosecution, a.k.a. the other side. All right. Because we've talked about sleepwalking. Yeah, for sure. And I feel pretty on Randy's side right now. I do too right now. Okay. So let's open up our minds to the other side. Please. Let's think like the prosecution. Mm -hmm. Let's follow the facts. Let's just follow common sense, okay? Yeah. Rage, hatred, lover scorned. I mean... Okay, yeah. If you're looking at just the facts, like, you have a man... Uh-huh. Who lives in an apartment with two attractive, an unattractive man. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Randy. Who lives in an apartment with two attractive women mm-hmm. who are not sexually interested in him. Right. And he kills one of them. I mean, I don't, you know, if you're just looking at the facts, it's like there's got to be some sort of sexual motivation going on. Right. Or at least a lover's quarrel, or... This is the line of thinking that the police have. Yeah, the police and the prosecution. Uh So, but with that, they're going to have to come up with a motive, right? And, you know, we've been over this. Randy insisted there was no sexual attraction between himself and Brooke Preston. And so did Brooke's sister. And so did... Yeah, sister and the mom did it too. They asked Uh the mom. She was like, no, I never heard anything like that. You know, Brooke's actually, she's about to be engaged and she's talking in present tense. She's Uh, really happy. She's been with this guy for, you know, on and off for three, four years. And then she's like, she realizes she's speaking in the present tense. Fuck, that's so sad, dude. God damn it. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, so the prosecution thinks he was in love with them, or at least Brooke, right? Okay. Yeah. Secretly. Yeah. So Brooke started getting serious with her on and off again boyfriend of three years, Brian with a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like a very committed, very public relationship. Like she posted about Brian with a Y all the time yeah. on social media. Right. Um, her boyfriend gets a promising job opportunity in Buffalo, New York. Okay. A thriving job market. Yeah. Um, and and pretty close by. Very close to West Palm Beach. No, not West Palm <laughs> yeah. Beach. No, where they're from in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, but. Not to West Palm Beach, which is where Brooke is living at the time. Oh, so Brooke met Brian in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Okay, so I was sort of imagining that this was a boyfriend from back home. Because, mm. okay, so, but then I kind of asked myself, how come she wasn't living with Brian? Bri I know. I don't know either. Hmm. And right. then when he goes to Buffalo, they do long distance. And there's okay. like a lot of like social media posts about him like sending her flowers, like yeah. whatever, long yeah. distance stuff. Um, I think that was going on for about a year. And then, uh, like, she goes up for a visit, and mm-hmm. basically he's like, you should fucking live here. Like, you should live with me. Like, yeah. move up to Buffalo. Right, that makes sense. Shuffle off to Buffalo. Shuffle off to Buffalo. And <laughs> she says, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with Florida. I'm in love with you. They're talking about getting engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So she, um, and this was a bombshell for me, okay? Okay. So she went on that trip, right? Yeah. And so she only went back to Florida. Yeah. To pack up her things. To get her shit and go. Get her car and say goodbye to Randy. Oh, man. Because Jordan was also moving in with her boyfriend in Colorado. Oh, so Randy was just going to be stuck in Florida by himself. Yeah. Ah, I see. Kind of colors it. Yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah. So now let's talk to Kyle McGregor. Kyle McGregor. Great name, I think. Kyle um, McGregor. He was a friend of Randy's. Well, yeah. more, more a friend of like Brooke and Jordan's. But he said that whenever he would hang out with them, Randy would always be around. Yeah. And they, and they would always have a good time together. Right. He liked Randy. Right. Um, he said he was always nice and he never saw anything weird from him except for Friday night. Okay. What happened? Friday night, the day before Brooke's murder, Brooke and Randy had been drinking heavily. Okay. She's only come back to Florida to pack. Yeah, it's like a goodbye party, basically. Yes. Okay. Drinking heavily all Mm -hmm. day. Okay. Randy began exhibiting behaviors that made Brooke uncomfortable. Okay. And at 8 p.m., Brooke sends a text to Kyle Mm -hmm. saying... Please pick me up and take me somewhere ready to kill Randy already. Okay. Little Kyle did she says, know. That's <laughs> kind of an ironic text. Okay. Kyle says, oh, geez, why? Yeah. She says, he's been belligerent and stumbling all over, pissing me off. Okay. So Kyle swings back to pick Brooke up. Mm-hmm. And indeed, Randy is stumbling and mumbling and shit. Mm-hmm. And Kyle and Brooke talk for a moment. And then Kyle goes into the kitchen to get a glass of water. And just then, Brooke comes bolting out of her bedroom, very upset, saying that Randy was in her bedroom closet naked, doing this to her. 
Ooh. Like putting his lip up to his finger and I'm like, be quiet. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck. Obviously dude. that freaked her out. Yeah. Te- yeah. That's terrible. So. Oh, this is so sad, dude. Kyle takes her to his house that night. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, what was this sequence of events? Like, in his own weird, drunken way, like, was this, like, was this a sexual advance? Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's very creepy behavior, no matter how you slice and dice this. Yeah. But, you know, was this complete inebriation where he was, like, so drunk that he was doing weird shit that kind of had nothing to do with Brooke or how he felt about her? That's kind of what it sounds like to me. Maybe that's just because I've been Team Randy all this way. Yeah, but, I like, know. I wonder, like, where the line between, like, being incredibly... Because the, the guy who I told you about who pissed in the corner mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. was also, like, incredibly drunk and stumbling around and, like you know, started sleepwalking in the middle of the night because I wonder where the line is between getting belligerently drunk and sleepwalking and like doing automatic processes. Is that so? Very thin because being drunk or abusing alcohol Mm -hmm. is a a risk factor in sleepwalking. So you could like, so basically there's a chance that you could pass out like while you're on your feet and mm-hmm. begin sleepwalking in a way that seems indiscernible to people around you from just like being totally awake. Yeah. Dude, this is so fucked. And I remember mean, what I said about urinating in closets. In closets. Yeah. Maybe he pissed all of her clothes. Uh, yeah. And to be fair. Uh huh. Okay. Like drawing zero, 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 zero point zero parallels. But I've seen your brother sleepwalk and do the shh thing. Oh, true. I've seen him sleepwalk and like do totally friendly, normal stuff like yeah. hug us, get some water. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I, I remember the night and that go, you're talking about. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. So wow. I don't know. Is that a sleepwalking thing? Do people do that? I have no. Is idea. it their subconscious going? I know I might be doing something weird because I'm sleepwalking. So just why don't we just it shush about be. it? it <laughs> I don't know. Be. Oh, that's terrible. I just, I feel so bad too because it seems like Randy was just like feeling like he was going to get left behind. I know. And he fucking drank too much and celebrated too much. And then, I mean, that's the worst feeling in the world. If you like get too drunk and you start doing things that are like embarrassing yeah. or like make you look stupid in front of other people. It's like, really, really bad. And then you just keep doing worse and worse. <laughs> Ugh, so bad. No, you're pissing people off and yeah. scaring people. That's not good. No. It's not good at all. No, you should so never be in that situation. Eight, back to sleepwalking. Okay. There's a theory mm-hmm. that. Behaviors exhibited when sleepwalking are primitive instincts. I w- and that okay. So there was another thing that I was gonna say, which is that like I feel like a lot of people, um, people go like, okay, what you do when you're drunk is what you wish that you were doing. When I you're sober. do not. Buy I totally that. disagree oh, I'm with so that. So glad you yeah, said that. Completely, totally disagree with that. You no, you your brain is off. You're you're not there. In the full sense of you, like your frontal cortex is not working properly. No, you are not operating as you. You yeah, are I all hate of a sudden that, like alcohol as truth serum stuff. No, it's, it's such not bullshit. a truth serum. No, it's a fucking like brain disabler. Yeah, you know, it's you my, do not do what you wish that you were doing. No. You know, I grew up hearing that from my mom. Yeah, did so you? I actually like 
this was something I heard as a refrain growing up. And is that, your mom's mom was an alcoholic. Yeah, so she's like, and I, I asked her like why she thinks that one time, I think. Yeah. And she was like, Honey, I grew up in a family of all alcoholics. Yeah. If I thought that their behavior was what they truly wanted to be doing, yeah. I would be in a mental institution. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have to believe that it doesn't work that way. Well, that may be your mom just like trying to align reality in a way that like doesn't like ruin. But I think her she's onto life. something, even but though I it think might she's just right. be a personal hangout. Right. I think she's right nevertheless. Yeah. Because like what people do when they're drunk is like they do shit like stumble around and puke be and like annoying. Yeah, be annoying and, and like do and, like, dumb shit that like people things. don't do. Yeah. Yeah. It's alcohol is not a truth serum, it's a brain disabler. Yeah. Yeah. So, same thing as sleep. Okay. We have these, like, ancient parts of our brain. I feel like I'm yeah. always talking about this. The uh -huh. reptile brain, right? Reptile brain. For sure. Very strong in Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Um, those impulses are eat, mm -hmm. sleep. Yeah. Have sex. Sex. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Protection. Definitely. Okay. These, like, these acts and these impulses that were beneficial to our ancestors mm -hmm. are coded deep within our brainstem yeah. as behaviors that we should be doing. Right. Because um, that's how the species kept itself alive. That's how we got here. Yeah, that's how yeah. we got here. So when you're awake, your, your conscious brain mm -hmm. overrides those primitive instincts. Right. We have, what, it's, is it the prefrontal cortex? Yeah, I believe that's It's just it. basic cognition and thought going like, well, I probably shouldn't. Higher reasoning. Higher reasoning, ego, whatever. Abstract thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, it, it is, you have your inhibition, basically. Right. When right. you are awake. Right. When you're asleep, though. Mm -hmm. The part of the brain that talks you out of these primitive desires mm -hmm. is turned off. Right. So but what you're what... left with is eat, sleep, sex, hunt, protect. Right. Exactly. But what we're saying, I think both of us are saying this, is that you are not fully you unless you also have that prefrontal cortex I, working with you. I think that's the answer. You're, if you get rid of that, it's not like what you really want, like your innermost desires. No. No, it's just like some fucking ache. It's actually just reacting. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. You're, you're a goddamn animal. Which is why you shouldn't wake a sleepwalker. Because right. it's the reaction... It's a caveman mm -hmm. response is what you're going to get. That has An nothing to do with response. their personality. Totally. Yeah. Um, so it's Gorilla either brain. those primitive things, uh -huh. which like, remember Randy with the pancake mix? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Um, you know, well, I don't know about, I guess I don't know about sex for him, but we know yeah. <laughs> that yep. happens. Yep. Um, hunting and protecting. And I've seen footage of a lot of sleepwalkers going, huh, like, yeah, yeah. In like, any noise, any trigger, any uh, physical touch, yeah. like can can awaken this protection mode, mm -hmm. and they'll be like crawling around on the floor in the dark with like glow lights or whatever because yeah. they they have surveillance cameras, right, right, um, like hiding from predators and like yeah, yeah, it looks like they're having like a Vietnam flashback or yeah, whatever, they think but it's they're actually being attacked. yeah, yeah, it's actually just this absolutely primitive humanity that is being triggered and they won't remember it in the morning fascinating yeah so totally. it's either that okay or some sleepwalking actions that are not primitive mm -hmm. 
are overlearned behaviors. Oh, okay. Meaning repetitive and everyday. Like driving. Like driving. Ooh, yeah. Which is why so many people get in their cars when they sleep. Oh, that's so bad, dude. Like you could just so easily like start going the wrong way down the highway, know. you know? Fuck. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, like Randy riding his bike riding as his a twelve-year-old or whatever. Yeah, that's right. an overlearned everyday. She said that he had ridden to the bar during the day. Yeah, hundreds of times. He knew I that. Guess fucking Randy worked in a butcher shop down in Florida. <laughs> How come stabbing was such a routine behavior for him then? If he was sleepwalking, he did work in a butcher shop. You're shitting me in Pennsylvania. You're fucking shitting me. You're kidding. Yep. No. Yep. I was not going there. So, I was just joking. Oh my so, God. <laughs> Randy, um, Holy his shit. father dies. And I'm actually going to touch on his death uh, later. But okay. now that you mentioned Butcher Shop. Whoa. So his father dies yeah. while he's, I think, like 20, 21, mm-hmm. 20. And he's living in an apartment in town. But because... Because of the death and the traumatic nature of it, mm-hmm. he moves back in with his mom. Oh man! In the town, and was he, it a particularly bad death, or was it just like it came at a very traumatic time? Well, Randy Herman Senior uh-huh. was charged in the stabbing death. What of his girlfriend? What in Alabama? You're fucking kidding me! There was an argument. He stabbed her to death. Oh and my he shot God. himself two years before Randy Herman Jr. stabbed Brooke Preston. This is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I sort of believe that Randy was sleepwalking, but I don't believe his fucking dad was sleepwalking too. I know. Is this a f- fucking gene that runs in the family? I don't know. Good It's really God. sad and really fucked up. Yeah, that's so if fucked up. If this isn't related in some way... It is just the most unfortunate fucking luck. The most unfortunate thing to happen to Randy Jr. Yeah, my God. That's the that worst coincidence I've ever heard. his dad also stabbed a girlfriend. I mean, you're not your father, obviously. No, no one the is their parents. But the optics are bad. Yeah, that's bad optics. Once the press got a hold of that, and they have the same name. Oh, man. It was oh, all God. over. Yeah. Shit, dude. He was an abusive alcoholic, too. Okay. Um, and and he, Randy had been drinking all day. When, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Um, he lived only 40 minutes away from where Randy grew up with Amanda and Kathy. Yeah. But he would always say that, like, he lived way too far to drive all the way to see them. Okay. So they thought he lived, like, states away. Oh, that's so sad. And then when dude. they were, like, teenagers, they found out he lives 40 minutes. Oh, that's so pathetic. Isn't that awful? Oh, yes. Um, He was abusive physically to Kathy, and they saw quite a bit of that before they split. Okay. Um, And Randy, particularly, that bothered him a lot. Of course. Of course it did. A lot. Okay, so now a more clear picture of his childhood is coming into view. Yeah. He had an abusive alcoholic dad. He had a mom who was like, "Mm, will you take out the trash? Yeah. Um, things are looking less and less normal. They were really poor. They were super poor. They yeah. lived in Shitville, Pennsylvania, population yeah. dick. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. So, after his father's death, and that's mm-hmm. why it was traumatic. Oof, yep. Because he also killed someone. Um, he 
moves back in with his mother. Yeah. And gets a job at a meat processing plant. Holy fucking shit, dude. His job was to use a knife to slice meat in the air. Yeah. And disconnect it from the jawbone. Jeez. And then in a stationary position and then put that meat on the conveyor belt. So just... Fuck, dude. Knife welded, wielded, knife wielded in the air, Mm -hmm. slice, hack, meat off the jawbone, put it on a conveyor belt. Over and over. Same thing. All day long. Every day, all day. That was all he did. That motion over and over again. Holy shit, dude. A repetitive, overlearned behavior. Yeah. Now let's do part 10, Florida, baby. (laughs) So at this job, he went down a very dark, depressive cycle. Yeah. Seems obvious. Imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a more depressing job than that. Yeah. And he starts drinking more and more too. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many like fucked up alcoholics with abusive parents work at meat processing plants. Yeah. Don't you feel like that's... Someone should collect that data. Yeah. Someone should do a research on that. So right then, at his lowest moment, his friend Jordan gets a job in West Palm Beach. She gets down there. She loves it. She wants to live with him. Imagine how nice West Palm Beach sounds compared to fucking rural Pennsylvania Pennsylvania meatpacking plant fucking (laughs) where my dad murder-suicided his girlfriend 40 minutes away. (laughs) Holy shit. So, um... That's so fucking humiliating. Your dad went out for smokes and he like would never come visit you. He disappeared, but he was only 40 fucking minutes away. Oh, that's humiliating. Yeah, it's really bad. That's so fucked up. Yeah. So, um, shame on that guy. Another thing that happened in 2016, besides his offer to go live in West Palm Beach, is that he, well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I assume they're fans. Um, Randy's inheritance finally goes through. Oh, great. He got 10 grand from his father's estate. From his father's murder suicide. <laughs> yes. Literally blood money. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe his dad had 10,000 to I know. kick it around to give him. I mean, he probably Sell had more because he had two kids. You think he left some to Randy, some to Amanda, or just all to Randy? <laughs> I don't know. A guy like that, probably Appar- misogynist. Apparently, he liked Amanda more. Oh, okay. Well, maybe she gave Amanda more of the money. Uh, Even still, I'm surprised. Kind of weird that a guy like that would have 20 grand just I'm surprised. Around, yeah. Right? Or that all of his stuff put together would would be worth Equal that. that. Yeah. You know? I yeah. guess they sell the car. They sell the apartment. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't weird. know. They sell all the booze that he had <laughs> around the house. Yeah. So he gets 10 grand mm-hmm. and he thinks like... Yeah, this is it. I'm done butchering meat on the line. I'm going to move down to Florida for a fresh start. Oh, this is terrible. A common refrain. He didn't People know. People always think Florida is going to be their fresh start. They always think it's a place to run away from your problems. They do. Guess what, buddy? Guess what, buddy? Florida intensified. Whatever problems <laughs> you had before Florida... They're just going to get ratcheted up. That's the voodoo magic down there. Yes, that's the yeah. voodoo magic. Mm-hmm. That's the magic so, alligator skull. And Brooke Preston also decides to join her sister and Randy and move down there too. It like sounds nice. Yeah. yeah, it sounds fun. Um, shit's going really well. They start getting sunburned. Because uh-huh. um, you can imagine these people's complexions, oh, good right? good God. Yeah, of course. Good country yeah. folk from uh-huh. Pennsylvania. Getting sunburned. Um, get Packing on a little bit of belly weight from just like beers. Yeah, yeah. Beach um, beers. Yep. 
Yeah, beach beers. Mm -hmm. They're making a lot of new friends, a lot of new friends at their job. They all get the same job. They sell internet and cable at Walmart. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Fucking imagine a job, like working at Walmart, how fucking depressing and shitty that job is. And and I just let out a sigh of relief with how much better that sounds than his other job. Yeah. Oof. And apparently they're making more money than they ever have. Of course. My God. The people who work in meatpacking plants deserve to be paid like $100 an hour. You know, they deserve to be I paid know. like garbage men. Like I it know. should be a job that like your kids are fighting over. But it's literally like they get, they ruin their bodies. They work in the most depressing, like horrible, like terrifying work environment Smelly. you can possibly imagine. Can you imagine? Smelly. Unhealthy. Yeah. Like Bloody. Fumes. Like... Ugh. Yeah, exactly. There's knives everywhere. It's fucking dangerous. Like one, you know, one slip and you fucking take a finger off Ugh. and it's like a factory. It's industrialized. Gross, man. You have to put on the fucking like, you know, Hazmat rain slicker fucking, so you don't get yeah. covered in blood every fucking and day. Yeah, and guts. Gross. Those so, guys deserve $200 an hour. I, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. So they they're making pretty good money, yeah. but then they really start partying. Yep. They're drinking a lot. They're okay. going out every night. I mean, these are like 22-year-olds, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like, Brooke was probably 20, and Randy, yeah, was probably like 23 at this mm-hmm. time. But I, And everything in between there. So, you know, they're out to like 2, 3 in the morning, every morning. Randy's not getting a lot of sleep. Um, so, Which we know, all of that stuff exacerbates sleepwalking tendencies. Yeah. So Florida really gets a hold of him. And a few months into his job at Walmart, he quits. Okay. He doesn't <laughs> tell his mom and sister, though. So he's mm-hmm. actively lying to them while he talks oh. to them on the phone on a daily basis, saying okay. that he's still working at Walmart. Obviously, but he can't really, lie to Brooke and um, Jordan because they really also on, work there. He's on fun employment. Yeah, he's on fun employment. Okay. He's spending all of the 10 all grand the money, yeah. um, on his party lifestyle. Not good. Yeah. Also, you'd be so fucking surprised. Kids that age think ten grand, 10 grand is gonna is last like, I know, years. I know. Ten grand goes in like a month or two, dude. Yeah. So if yeah. you're fucking partying He's every day. Spending his inheritance. Yeah. Um, there's actually this really sad video, like a Facebook live video oh boy. that I found of Randy in his living room and he's like saying he had a hard day at work and he's cracking open like his first beer of the day. Well, mm-hmm. like he wasn't working at the time. So like that part's like a lie too. It's a lie. But then he like cracks it open and go and starts crying on Facebook live. Oh, this saying, is bad, and dude. I have to go back tomorrow. <laughs> Which, like, to be honest, I felt that. Like, I relate. Oh, of course, of course, of course, you do. Probably not the most endearing thing I could say about myself, but like, I find jobs like that, like that I've had off and on, like my whole life. Are you kidding? Exactly that depressing. Where I? What do you mean? It's not the nicest thing you could say about yourself. That's that. Those jobs are meant to make you feel like that. (sighs) It's so oppressive. You and I speak as people who have had fucked up, shitty jobs like that. They're not meant for you to enjoy them they're they're meant to extract as much fucking value out of you as they possibly can and they literally say when when you work a job like that especially at a company like walmart you're being reminded all the fucking time that they hate you and they don't care about you (laughs) they don't like you and that this is just like for you to feel bad and then they squeeze you squeeze all the juice out of you and then you leave and then you come back tomorrow so part 11 
days leading up to Brooke's murder. <sighs> yeah. 2017. Jordan leaves for a few days to go visit her boyfriend out in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Brooke leaves for a few days. She's up in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, she decides she's yeah moving in with him. So she's only going back to West Palm to pack her things, get her car, say goodbye to Randy. Yep. Friday, March 23rd, one day before the murder. Okay. Randy wakes up at 3 a.m. to pick Brooke up from the Fort Lauderdale airport. Ugh. It's just like poor people flight times. So stressful. Oh, yeah. Well, <sighs> when you don't have any money, the only fucking affordable flight is at three in the morning. I know. So sad, We've dude. been there. But Sucks. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck yeah, we've been there. So 3 a.m. He has to pick her up or has to at least get in the car at 3 a.m. Crazy. It's the red Crazy. eye. Yep. So he picks her up and then uh-huh. he drops her off at their house and he's wide awake. Yeah. So, and who knows, by the way, if he got up at three if he didn't sleep at all all mm-hmm. we know is that he gets in the car at three yeah so there, it's a possibility that he didn't go to bed so it's seeming like he's very sleep deprived yeah. to begin with so he drops her off and then mm-hmm. he's wide awake so he heads to the beach to catch a sunrise cute Isn't that cute nice brooke joins him at the beach later mm-hmm. and they both continue to drink all day at the beach Starting in the morning, starting mm-hmm. at sunrise. Yeah. Okay. They come home. Oh my God. They continue they drinking. start drinking at sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. They continue drinking on the back porch, at which time in the early evening, Randy says he blacks out. Okay. Yeah. His last memory is drinking with Brooke on the porch. Okay. That's the night at 8 p.m., When Brooke texts Kyle... Can you come get this drunk bitch off my porch? Yes. Yeah. That she needs to be picked up to go somewhere because Randy's pissing her off. Yeah. And acting strange. You gotta be put to bed, buddy. when Kyle gets there, the naked closet shushing incident happens. Uh, Yeah. Saturday, March 25th. So they leave. I guess Brooke, you know, spends the night at Kyle's house. Mm -hmm. And Randy... I guess get some sleep. Okay. Saturday, March 25th, day of the murder. Not not enough, though. Because, by the way, when you go to sleep that drunk, Mm -hmm. you're drunk all night long, and you wake up, you're still drunk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's You haven't even hit the hangover yet because you're still fucking drunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's very bad. Really bad. I feel terrible for this kid. So Randy wakes up in the morning. Holy shit. He gets a glass of water. Runs into Brooke, who had come back to gather the last of her things. Sure. He decides to go back to bed. Okay. Meanwhile, like while she's finishing packing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kyle and Brooke go to breakfast. Okay. Randy wakes up in the house and Brooke is gone. Okay. And so he texts her, like, you know, where do you go or whatever. And yeah. she says that she's having breakfast with Kyle yeah. and she invites Randy to meet them for breakfast. Yeah. She invites Randy out. Okay. He says, quote, God, no, my head hurts. Come say goodbye before you go, exclamation point. Damn, if he had just gone to breakfast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brooke says, okay, I will text you before. Randy, awesome. You may need to wake me up again, LMAO. Yeah. I got something for you to give to Brian, please. Brooke, oh God, I'm scared. Okay. Okay. Just a very foreboding joke yeah. on her part. Yeah, yeah. So that like she was scared of what he what present he got mm-hmm. for Brian. Yeah. yeah. 
7.45 a.m. But I'm That's sure to the jury happened. that didn't look great. No. Yeah. Now, he says, mm-hmm. the next thing I remember is her calling my name. Mm-hmm. I had sat up in bed. She came in my room. Mm-hmm. I told her where the t-shirt was. She picked up the t-shirt. That was the gift for Brian, some sort of t-shirt. Okay. She was smiling, saying thank you. She came over, gave me a hug, and said goodbye. She shut the door. I laid back down. Now, at this point, it is important to know that Randy keeps a buck knife at his bedside. Okay. His friends all kid him for this, making fun of him for being like a country boy. They're like, yeah. that's the most country shit I ever... And they're from the country, too. Right. So they yeah, would know. No. Yeah. It's just what yeah. he has at his bedside. I Some understand. people have a baseball bat underneath their bed, whatever. He sleeps with a buck knife. Right. So remember I said that last text was at 7.45. Yeah. Randy says, Brooke comes back, gets the present, hugs him, says goodbye. He goes to bed. Yeah. We don't know that from... Brooke, because she fucking died. Dead. Yeah, I got it. At eight forty-five a.m., mm-hmm. a neighbor, like Walker guy, <laughs> neighborhood Walker <laughs> yeah, guy, a, a in passing Florida. neighbor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an important um, figure in Florida history. Like the, yes. the passerby neighbor. Yeah. Definitely, especially yeah. if he's going to be old and he's going to be power walking at eight forty-five a.m. Yes, exactly. The yeah. perfect witness, Mister Childers. Is walking Mr. by Childers. Mr. Childers. <laughs> Great. Okay. Walks by the house and claims to have heard screams. Eight forty-five a.m. Okay. According to investigators, the blood seems to indicate the attack happened in the bedroom, then moved into the living room and the hallways. At eight fifty-seven a.m., surveillance footage that is positioned at a house across the street sees Randy get into his car. And then drive, he drives off, drives to the park where he calls the police. Randy's hand is badly, badly cut. Just okay. like that case that I told you about in Canada where the man uh, like butchered yeah, yeah. his severed in-laws. severed his tendons. Yeah, yeah, severed a bunch of tendons and seemed to be absolutely oblivious and had no... had an incredible pain tolerance, mm-hmm. like didn't even know there was something wrong. Right. Um, so like that man, Randy had crazy defensive wounds, yeah. including just absolutely torn up hands, severed oh, tendons, yeah. everything like that. Fuck. And his defense team says that sleepwalkers have a high tolerance for pain and a low threshold for waking due to pain. Yeah. And they have studied cases where sleepwalkers fell out of a second story window and don't wake up. And they've, like, Jesus shattered their bones. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Part 12, the trial. Okay. May 1st, 2019. Yes. So the plea bargain is that he, he could get 50 years. That's the plea. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So if you plead guilty, 50 years. And that's life in prison, even for a 24-year-old. Yeah, okay? that sucks. Or a 26-year-old at this point. What, you're 74? Yeah. Jesus. So yeah. they felt like that was just too high for them. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to take it. Yeah. Especially since they believed that there was such a slim chance that a jury would convict Randy of first degree premeditated murder. Right. That There's no way. Yeah. yeah. They were like, there's no evidence of premeditation. Yeah. So they're willing to take the, ch- the chance 
in trial, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the jury of risking it for hopefully a manslaughter charge. Yeah, right. Um, you know, almost like an accidental murder, like yeah, killing yeah. someone in your car. Or murder by like negligence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they convict him of second degree, he's mm-hmm. looking at 50 anyway. So you might as well take the chance. Yeah. That you could get off. Right, that makes sense. Or get off on a lesser charge, then take the plea that's for 50. Totally, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So now there are three possibilities. Mm-hmm. One, Randy's lying. He does remember. He was not sleepwalking. He did it on purpose. He premeditated Brooke's murder. Yeah. He got her back over to the house, like on on the premise of like giving, giving a present to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. As a way to get her back over to the house and kill her. That seems totally unlikely. Number two. Mm-hmm. Randy was in experiencing a violent parasomnia. He had no consciousness of what he was doing and has true amnesia about the event. I believe that. Number three. This was an act of rage. That he may have not premeditated it. But maybe he professed his love to Brooke and she rebuffed him. Maybe cruelly. Maybe she laughed at him. Something like that. That was like deeply triggering. And maybe he snapped. Maybe he didn't want her to be engaged to this Brian guy. Maybe he didn't want to be left alone in West Palm Beach. Maybe he was mad at her for going to go live with his boyfriend, her boyfriend instead of him. You know, maybe like father, like son. I don't know. <laughs> I to me that also seems unlikely just given that like he had like gifts for the boyfriend and like you know he seemed totally docile as far as like you know he was just like hey come over say goodbye um the yeah it it doesn't seem likely that he was like ensnaring her to murder her so Brooks sorry go ahead I was gonna just say like when you think about this stuff um you know, like, it's so sensationalized, like, murder, violence, like, mm-hmm. it's so, sorry, sensationalized is the opposite of the word that I mean. I mean, it's so normalized mm-hmm. in our, like, culture. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't actually realize, think about it, if you're going to kill someone, how big, how huge that of decision that is. is. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. fucking crazy that and would be. And how abnormal yeah. Your psychology has to be to, to make see that, that as normal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing you'd be like, like rending your hair from your head and fucking screaming, rocking back and forth. This is so, it's such abnormal behavior. And if you have a normally functioning brain, this is such a preposterously big proposition, you know? Yeah. Like think and such about such a preposterously bad solution to your problem. Exactly, it would be like you would have. To, I mean, if you are a normal functioning person, which as a listener of ours, that may be <laughs> less than likely. Mm-hmm. But just take your hand. I mean, it would be as meaningful as this. Like, take your fucking hand and pick up a, a knife, pocket knife, and make the decision to shove the pocket knife straight through your hand. Like, that's how big of a decision we're talking about here. Yeah. This is your friend. Yeah. This is someone you care about. I mean, it makes... it To me, it just doesn't have... It doesn't make sense that he would do this, you know? Yeah. Because he... 
you know, he was no, it wasn't like he was still drunk and stumbling around like the night before. Yeah. You know, he did seem to be at least somewhat in his right mind. He was really hungover. Yeah. And pretty pathetic, but like, it does not seem like he was waiting to like ambush and kill her. No. And the fact that it starts in the bedroom. Yeah. That doesn't say to me like sexual advance. That says to me a sleepwalker who was provoked on accident, of course. Like yeah, yeah. she just probably said, like, bye, Randy, like yeah, and he, something. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. But it starts in the bedroom where he's sleeping. Turns into a primal defensive situation. Yeah. So Brooke's sister Jordan takes the stand for Randy's defense at trial. Oh, that's so um, sad. Yeah. Poor Jordan. I Jesus. Know. I know. Poor Randy. Poor Jordan. And uh, Randy himself also takes the stand in his own in defense, which defense is for a himself. murder trial incredibly rare. Yeah, no kidding. But he was so, like, sweet and small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that they kind of thought it was a good idea that the jury really see him, you know, and, and he's still upset about yeah. his friend's murder i mean of course you know, it would be devastating yeah. yeah yeah so um the defense uses mm-hmm. a study by a man named dr bungalow who <laughs> had studied many many a much cases. needed moment of humor <laughs> thank you for the levity there. You're of supposed like violent parasomnia uh-huh. episodes and he concluded that if a crime hit these 13 criteria mm-hmm. the perpetrator was most likely sleepwalking Wow, okay. Number one. Yeah. The person is aroused soon after sleep onset. Okay. Which that this one really throws me because I don't know how to square it against this idea that you would need to be asleep long enough to get through stage one, stage two if you're in REM, and then stage three deep sleep. Uh, here's how I would play it out being a completely uninformed and clueless mm-hmm. um you know a non-journalist mm-hmm. um podcaster idiot <laughs> um wh- here's what i imagine that you could square it with um so he's asleep fully mm-hmm. asleep stage three um he he gets woken up by his friend in the middle of that stage sort of comes to comes online says goodbye um goes immediately back to sleep Bypasses stage one. Well, you're, and then, you're hitting on something here. Ah, okay. Which is that there's a possibility uh-huh. that that interaction with Brooke was not fully. He was sleepwalking through. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Or so then, dreaming. Right, totally. We don't know that she went back to the house like that. Yeah, we don't right. know that they exchanged a t shirt. We don't know True. any of that happened. I'm just taking his word for what it is. Yeah. Imagine he puts his head back down to the pillow, and that was like whatever it was. Then she goes into the kitchen and like makes a noise and knocks over a mm-hmm. cup or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Now all of a sudden he's like, Ugh! F- totally not awake. Especially if he's bypassing sleep stage two because of yeah. alcohol abuse. Right, totally. Yeah. Then he's just going from one to three. There you go. So I think there are just a lot of ways to think about this, but this guy says the person is aroused soon after sleep onset. So let's take the rest of the shit we know about sleepwalking, throw it out. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it. We just discussed that avenue. Yeah. This guy says they fall asleep and soon after are awoken. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's that's our guy. That's what happened. Um, He had recently fallen back asleep. Yeah. 
Number two, extended period of complex motor behavior. Well, this is gruesome, but she was stabbed 25 times. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, so again, like think about how momentous the decision is to stab yourself in the hand. Yeah. That's about as momentous as, I mean, even less so. It's less momentous than the decision to stab your friend with a waking yeah. mind. And it's just like, it's totally unnecessary. Yeah, now like, do that 25 times to your best friend. So they're saying like, when someone was sleepwalking during violent parasomnia, yeah, they, just they did the same and thing and hitting over and, hitting and over and, hitting. and over yeah. and over again. Sure, that There's makes no sense. conscious indication of like, mm, and I don't have a threat now. Right, that makes sense. They're probably done being a threat. Right. You just keep doing it. Because you're sleeping. Because you're asleep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so number three, the victim was loved by the attacker. I find that one interesting. Right, that is interesting. Um, that's just based on his collected data, but we know that to be true about yeah. this relationship. I think there's probably two reasons for that. Probably like sleepwalking violence happens between like people who are sleeping next yeah. to one another. Yeah. So that makes sense. House, yada, but yada. also like, um, the utter, the utter like meaninglessness of an attack like that, you know, an attack on a true loved one, mm-hmm. um, seems to indicate that like a lack of reasoning mm-hmm. happening there. Yeah. You know. Number four, the victim was not recognized at the time, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, the attack was followed by confusion. You do, that includes running to the car and driving to the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amnesia for the entire event. Yep. Yep. Check. History of childhood parasomnia. Check. No attempt to cover up the crime. Check. No apparent motive for the attack check check extended period of personal stress triple check a million check marks guy yeah number 11 poor sleep patterns okay yeah double triple check randy had hardly gotten any sleep the night before when he picked brooke up from the airport and then we don't know what kind of sleep he got on friday night into saturday you know yeah 12 no history of violence Check. Check. 13, use of alcohol. Ooh, boy. Check. Yep. Check. So Man. in my mind, he hits all 13 of yeah, those criteria. Yeah, no fucking, not even like 10 of the 13. Like no. all 13. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible, man. So the prosecution, though, says that they have an issue. Okay. Based on their timeline, Randy only had five minutes to fall asleep. Was that possible, scientifically speaking? I think, yeah, if he was roused from deep slumber, mm-hmm. sat up, went, uh, uh b- b- bye, and then put his head straight back down. Yep. And then was roused again by a noise, by something. I can personally attest that, like, I'll, every once in a while, I'll wake up at, like, four in the morning, like, go to the bathroom, walk back to bed, and then just immediately go... <laughs> You'll also, sometimes I'll say something to you because like you going to the bathroom woke me up. Now I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, right. And then I like, I'm a lot more awake than you. And so I'm like telling you something or I'm saying like, oh, in my dream or whatever. Right. And you look at me and you go, I'm probably not awake. Do I really? Yeah. That's so funny. You go like, I think I'm asleep right now. That's very fucking interesting. So basically like, I'm not going to remember. If you tell me anything, it's going, it's not going in the vault, hon. I'm sorry. That's so funny and self-aware of me. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> That's so cute. So of me. I do think that 
you like, and yeah. first of all, you fall asleep really quickly too. Yeah, it's true. Your head hits the pillow, you're asleep. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. But so I've seen you fall asleep in less than five minutes. Yeah, for sure. That's just anecdotal. I'm yeah. not a scientist, but. No. Anyway, they're also assuming that that mm. interaction with Brooke was, did indeed happen. Or did happen while he was fully, fully awake. Right, totally. Which I don't think you can prove. I have a problem no, I don't with think that. So either, yeah. That is just one person yeah. saying. I mean, like, yeah. I I agree with you. I I agree with your disagreement with the prosecution here. Yeah. Yeah. Or was he dreaming? Because that's what he was. Do you ever have dreams where you're running through the scenario of what you are about to do? Yeah. Like if you whatever you're gonna wake up and do. I have really mundane dreams sometimes about just kind of the basic functions of that interaction. Interesting. I don't necessarily have those, but I do have intense like nightmares when I come. I mean, not like nightmare nightmares, but I have really stressful dreams where I'm going through like, let's say like a big monetary transaction over and over or like, you know, like compiling like figures to see how much money there there is left in like a certain thing for whatever, you know, like that I I have stuff like that, which one could think of as being pretty mundane, but they don't feel mundane while they're happening. He's dreaming of, Oh, Brooke's going to come over and get the t-shirt for a boyfriend. Um, so this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But then when it does happen, it's, ah, and he grabs yeah. his knife. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. And like, I have to say, right? Like mm-hmm. it's what his actions, yes, they're violent, mm-hmm. but he hits all those criteria for being actually asleep while committing violent acts based totally. on a collection of data. Yes. Also, it's primitive behavior. It's someone... It's an intruder, basically, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in deep sleep and you get aroused by anything, a noise, anything, you can fly into hunt and protect mode. That was one of the modes that you could fly into. Yeah. Um, third of all, it's a overlearned repetitive behavior. Yeah. Because of the meatpacking plant. I mean, that's so crazy. That guess was completely out of the blue. I yeah, cannot believe I hit it right on the fucking head. That's crazy. But... The jurors are really hung up on this timeline. Really? They think there's no way that Randy could have been in deep sleep, which they're, they are really stuck on the fact that sleepwalking happens in stage three, even though we've heard varying evidence, right? Oh, man. Yeah. I Wow. If I was on this jury, I would have hung it. I would have hung it too, dude. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. based on my own life experience. Me too. Me too. Jeez. Your life experience. Yeah. So... They, they just think there's no way. Randy could have been in deep sleep, mm-hmm. which is when you're most likely to, you know, While sleepwalk. Out. Yeah. Um, th- they, they don't think that he could have fallen asleep while Brooke was at breakfast. Yeah. And, and then, and not woken to give her the shirt. Like they believed that that happened in real life. And then go into one, two, and then three, and then, you know be sleepwalking for the attack. Right. Because we know that certain things happen at certain times. Yeah. Like she was at breakfast at 745. We don't know when she gets to the house because yeah. there's no way to know that. Right. Um, but oh, wait, there is. How come no one ever talked about this? What? If there's surveillance of Randy dri- driving out of the driveway. There, there has surveillance to be surveillance of, of her getting yeah, dropped Brooke off. Yeah, showing up. Yeah. Weird. I don't know where we missed that in the research but she's at breakfast at 7 45 we know we hear screams at 8 45 yeah and we know he gets in his car at 8 57 yeah so based on that 
the jury convicts Randy of first-degree murder. Oh, this is so terrible, dude. No, Team Randy, justice for Randy. And he gets life in prison without the possibility of parole. A parole? parole? No shit. And he will spend the rest of his life in Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so tragic. That's so fucked. And he appealed in 2021. Yeah. He was denied. denied. Fuck. He should, he should keep appealing because that is Completely absolutely agree. fucked. Damn. Okay, the way that played out, I am... Okay, to answer your two of your questions. Yes. Both questions from the beginning of this episode. Um, uh, I believe that Randy was not guilty of first-degree murder. I believe he killed in his sleep and had no idea what he was doing. And therefore deserved, if not to walk free, to have a lightened charge. Yeah. Lightened sentence. I would have convicted him on like manslaughter. Yeah. I mean, I think he should do a few years just to think about his life. And I think he should be sentenced to alcohol rehabilitation. Definitely. He should not be, he should not be drinking as much as he has been drinking. Also, let this be a fucking warning to everybody. I know some of our listeners probably down in the old, the beautiful state of Florida uh, have guns and I would never try and convince you not to have them or to get rid of them or whatever but whatever weapons you have should be stored i know very so carefully just... <laughs> very securely and locked away so Sleep you can't kill just someone. imagine no. if your fucking wife gets up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you just go huh and shoot her in the face you know because you had a gun or uh, uh, god forbid a knife and stabbed her uh, just laying around on your bedside table yeah this shit should be respected should be feared, should be locked up very securely so that not just anybody can get their hands on it in whatever state of either being awake or asleep <laughs> that that may possibly yeah. be. So don't fucking sleep with a goddamn buck knife next to you. You don't know when you're going to start sleepwalking. I completely believe that he was sleepwalking. Yeah. I, I believe that he, he has no memory, that he has yeah. no memory of what the event was and that of course he murdered her. Who else fucking murdered her? Of yeah. course he murdered her. He killed her, yeah. And I think that he's not... I just don't think he's very responsible. I, you no. know, I, I do think he has diminished capacity. I think yeah. that he should serve a little time just because that's the penance for a death. I'm sorry. That's just kind for of the sure, way it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, someone needs to... People love to see justice and, you know, I do. I think yeah, like I for the family, well, it might be Well, you're the judge and the jury in this situation. I am. You know? But um, no I think that it should here. be... I mean, completely rehabilitative. Yeah, that's exactly. the word. Of like just a, a few years to think about your sleep health and your, and your alcohol addiction and then let's get you out. Yeah, let's get man. you like I in no way believed he believed that he intended to murder his friend. Especially Brooke not Preston. after especially not after his own father. Uh, did a murder suicide to end his own life. Like I, I think that the like I think that when something like that happens to you, you understand the implications better than mm-hmm. than maybe even anybody else. Like if you, somebody close to you commits a heinous crime like that, yeah. you understand what it does to families and people, and you understand like how much it rips people's lives apart. I do not think that this guy was planning to do it. Nor that he did it in a fit of rage, because I think he understood 
what the the meaning of that thing yeah. was. And the only way that he would do something like this is in his fucked up, addled state that he put himself in um, from abusing alcohol and not sleeping enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's so but fucking sad, dude. they put him dude. away for life. For 50 goddamn years. No, life. Life. Li- life? He got first degree. Oh, they upped 50 it. was for second degree. That was the plea deal. The, the plea deal was, was the 50, deal. Oh but if he took God. the chance and went to court, he could be convicted right. on first degree, second degree, which would have been 50 oh also, my God, dude. and then he could be not guilty. So they just gave him life. They just they locked him, him away. They got him first degree, that premeditated. fucked, dude. Fucked. Yeah. So he's Ugh. just rotting. He has no life. He has no chance at redemption. Oh, dude. This is I so just, terrible. I would... I would piss everyone off. I would not be responsible for sending this person to no, life in prison. Fuck no. I don't care who, what jury. I feel like they get mad at you if you're not hang the jury. I feel like the other jurors are like mad. Yeah, well, because they who all want to go cares? home. Right? Like, yeah. I could not, in good conscience, no. with no, without what is it called? Without a reasonable doubt. Yeah, exactly. I have reasonable doubts. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, it was it was not proven beyond a reasonable doubt. It to, was it, not. Not in the way that you laid it out here. Right. I'm sure the prosecution gave a very We're convincing very charismatic. argument. Yeah. <laughs> also, by the yeah. way, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I would be terrified to be tried by a jury of Floridians. Oh, come on. I would Worst. be terrified. I do not feel that they are <laughs> the same as other states. The jury that you'd put together in West Palm Beach. I mean, no offense to the state of Florida, but man, there's something. You, you said it earlier this episode. The reptile brain gets magnified it down does, there. It does. I I don't know. Try me in fucking uh, in, in Wisconsin <laughs> with a jury of the pretty upstanding, regular, sane people, <laughs> members of their community that have no spatial awareness and piss Kelsey Ann off in restaurants. That is true. Um. Now to answer your second question, I. Do, I do not think that he started as a Florida man, but I think that this is a fate that could only befall a Florida man. I believe he became a Florida man. and um, Without his consent. Without his consent, and this is what Florida men do. They do weird crimes that don't make any sense, and they wind up staying the rest of their life in the swamps, which yeah. is precisely what he's doing. I agree with you, babe. So there you have it. That's my decision. That's not guilty. The... He's not guilty of murder in my eyes, but he is guilty of being Floridian. Yeah. Well, guys, what a sad, fucking terrible, dark end to this episode. But hey, not everything's going to work out in the end. Listen to this podcast. It's like flipping a quarter, you know? Sometimes you get heads, and that's great. Sometimes you get tails. Not so great. Hmm. Anyway, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. You can find us on Instagram at floridawoman.pod. And thank you for listening. And please continue to listen because we love you dearly and we like to kiss you like this. Bye. Bye.